Whammy, Sammy, Bammy, have we got a show for you tonight? It is Hotline League episode 46. Oh my god, did you guys know that there was a group draft show? Uh, we were kind of sleeping through it, but we will discuss what happened on it. You know, actually, like the results, not the actual broad. Either way, that happened. There was a new sponsor that I got announced. Kelby's going to be able to talk about it. Uh, there's like, uh, it's just, I can't. Oh, and by the way, you get rewards now whenever you watch uh, LCS and Worlds or whatever. Maybe that'll come to Hotline League, but not this episode. All that more <laughs> starting right now in Hotline League episode 46. Hotline League is brought to you by your Twitch Prime subscription. All right. Uh, that was we, like that was like if someone did coke and had a stroke at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Well, like there was a lot of energy, but it was just not coherent and kind of like it was impressive. Yeah, thank you. I don't I'm worried cuz I keep trying to uh I keep trying to outdo the last one whammy bammy zammy's gonna be hard to talk yeah yeah i'm worried about it i am worried about it um twitch chat freaking out right now i'll explain a little bit about uh what you guys are talking about in a little bit um <laughs> Kelby, are you okay are you are you did the the intro yeah, just no, no, impress you? i okay. just was curious why twitch chat was freaking out okay normally there's a different i hotline league is brought to you by twitch prime this week um, well, specifically your private? Twitch Prime subscription. I was so confused when I saw that come up. I thought that had to have been an error or yeah, a glitch. Yeah. No, no, no. Do we'll you want to talk about it now, Travis? Uh, let's just, we'll put it in the, the sponsor slot later on. Um, Mark, uh, you, how was your week? What happened? Uh, it was kind of a week off because I didn't have anything this weekend. So I actually got to spend time with the girlfriend. That was all great. Uh, I shot something fun for offline TV beyond like us sitting in a room, which was nice. Uh, started leveling my wow alt. Uh, I just realized the resets tomorrow tonight or like tomorrow morning. So yeah. I need to finish getting up to 120 and get a couple of weekly shit done tonight. And I also need to start prepping. Well, not start, but continue prepping for world good, good save i need to start prep i mean continue prepping i need to, I need it to was continue who made it who's playing <laughs> uh i need to continue prepping for the uh story meeting we have on wednesday night uh so yeah. i've got to like min max the fuck out of my time so i'll be playing wow this entire episode all right you I, guys haven't finished the script yet i just need to learn my part you know like the script's there mm, oh, okay, okay read okay, all my okay. lines um right gotcha so, hey, uh, maybe we do need to address it because now I'm seeing people that are like, let's go tweet at his sponsor. Um, all right. So before we get to Kelby, let me I'll just address it. Um, so you guys might have noticed the intro of the show. Normally it says sponsored by Owen by HP. It does not say that. Um, I uh, had a really great relationship with Owen by HP. They supported my content uh, throughout the past year. They supported the show. Um, I, you all in turn in a way that I rarely have ever seen. And Kelby can attest to this as he eats his ramen. Um, saw, I just saw amazing, um, support from you guys for that sponsorship. I had an opportunity come up, uh, that I will be able to explain eventually, uh, not on this episode and probably not on the next one that, as everyone's spamming out, oh, they're paying F to pay respects. I thought for a second the stream died, but you guys are all spamming F. That's hilarious. So I had an opportunity come up um, that I will be able to discuss in the future. Uh, that is just a, you know, it was just better suited for what 
I am looking to accomplish in the near future. Um, and so unfortunately, you know, uh, conflicting situations occur and then you kind of have to, to move on. So I, uh, I just, I really enjoyed working with all the folks over there. Um, they were really fantastic folks to work with. Um, and the support they showed me, especially as I was getting my feet underneath me in the beginning, um, was super incredible. Uh, I do think that whenever I am finally able to talk about what you got, what I'm, I'm able to do, you guys will see, uh, why this kind of makes sense. Uh, but for the time being, I hope you guys can all be super respectful. And again, please don't tweet at, at those guys cause they were super fantastic. I loved working with them. Uh, unfortunately, you know, in the near future, we're just not going to be able to continue that relationship. But again, thanks to uh, Omen for the support of Hotline League uh, and everything I've done for the past year or so. Looking forward to talking to you guys about new opportunity in the near future. And no, it's not Tidy Cats. I know you all think it's Tidy Cats. Uh, it's not Tidy Cats. Um, but, you know, if they are interested, there's always a spot for them. You know, we could make that work. Kelby, uh, Kelby can talk to them. Anyway... Kelby, how was your past week? Mm, it was good. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Oh, yeah. I was in... I, I did a lot of cool stuff this week um, that I can't talk about yet, but it's related to my work, uh, which I'm not talking about, <laughs> and uh, can talk about in the future. So be on the lookout. It would have been nice if you'd anything. said something else after I made that comment. <laughs> like, well, I'm trying. I'm, go- I'm trying so to transition <laughs> out of the. We can talk about this in the future. Uh, um, I'd love to have a job where I can just bullshit. Be like, yeah, I did some, some literally life changing, world saving stuff. I just can't talk about it, guys. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you'll probably hear about it in 50, 50 years when the classified information gets, yeah. uh, you know, lifted. Uh, but just until then, assume I cured cancer. Yes, actually, you guys figured it out. Kelby, for the past week, he's been working on securing his sponsorship of all my content. So I can't talk about him as the next sponsor, um, but that's what it, wow. it's. Kelby May is the next sponsor of Hotline League. I'm just going to leak it right now, and we're excited to have him come on board. He'll be promoting Dota 2, uh, the Chainsmokers, and I don't, what else? Our new show. Our so new Travis show? and I are doing a new show every Tuesday and Thursday night. It's called uh, War Total War Warhammer 2 Co-op Stream with Travis and Kelby. Yeah. Every night. That doesn't roll Tuesdays and Thursdays. I didn't really think about the name a lot. Mango Loco Monster is what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Monster. But yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can look out for that hot new content at twitch.com. TV forward slash Travis Gafford every Tuesday and Thursday evening when we stream co-op campaign together. Yeah, people are saying this is a Fenron collaboration. Yes, it is. All right, let's oh, move on. Birthday. What? Happy birthday, Fenron. Yeah, happy f- birthday, Fenron Jenkins. Uh, thanks for doing that. Okay, let's actually talk about League of Legends because Mark, we're losing Mark. And if, if there's like a what? timer, I'm, yeah, my bad, I, Mark. I've I been here the up. whole time. That's a hundred. I'm playing WoW. I'm grinding. <laughs> no, no, no. Please don't say that. I was like, even if you're doing it, please don't admit it. Entertaining, right there. Um, You can check my my Discord's not a private. I'm pretty sure. All right. Anyway, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened the past week, and it's actually a perfect episode to have Kelby on because a lot of that is uh, more business oriented, more sponsor oriented, um, and so that's why I think it makes a lot of sense for him to be joining us. Um, we've got the MasterCard sponsorship. I'd like to have at least one caller call in and give some sort of take, even if it's just like they want to learn more 
about what that means or you know whatever it'd be great if somebody throws something out there would love to talk about the new viewer reward program that has hit but of course the big and that was announced today by the way um the big thing the big thing this past week obviously is the group draw so we'll be discussing that is there anything else i'm forgetting mark i feel like those are the big three i don't know if there's any other big news maybe twitch chat will help us remember um, and obviously, mm. if you think of something that you want to talk about, even if it's not necessarily those big topics, feel free to drop it in. If, if we think it's a uh, interesting topic, we will be sure to pull it into the stream. Uh, Mark will will be able to figure that out uh, on his you own. Wanna, you want to start doing with the spiel? That we ready to go? It's only yeah, go for it. Go what for the it. Fuck, this is so weird. What? <laughs> it's just early. Yeah, usually I'm not doing the spiel yet. Yeah. Anyways, if you guys you start on time seen the show usually we don't start on time but when we do i start spamming twitch chat with the link to the discord that we use you're going to want to click that link and join up when you get here there's pleb calls and pleb calls to voice channels you're going to join one of those you can basically mute yourself once you're in there and then the pleb topics text channel that is where you're going to write your tape so you know try and make sure you are expressing your opinion in your take not just asking us what we think uh, so if you want to talk about group B, don't just say, I want to talk about group B say, I think it's one of the hardest groups we've ever seen and it's going to be miserable for the West. And then we can talk about it. If we like your topic, I will pull you from the pleb calls voice channel into the waiting room where, uh, when it's your turn, I'll come in do a quick voice check, make sure your microphone's working. And then we'll pull you into the on air one to discuss it with all of us. There you go. And if you are a Twitch Prime sub, which I'll be shouting out in a second, thank you to all those who saw the uh, the brought to you by Twitch Prime sub thing and sent Twitch Primes. But uh, if you are a Twitch sub, Prime or otherwise, you can join the Discord under the sub calls uh, set, or sorry sub topics section. Put your topic in there. Uh, it gives you moves a little slower, so it doesn't necessarily guarantee you a spot on the show, but it does give you a bit of an advantage, uh, not too much of one. So thank you to everyone who is a sub. I understand the screen is flickering. I don't know why Skype is doing this. It's a new wonderful thing that Skype does every week. There's a new Skype thing. Um, then now that I've said that a million people are going to come out and say like, why do you use Skype? It's because it's the thing that we use. It's hard to explain why the, it's very technical. Um, anyway, it has a video that, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I think we are ready. If you want to start pulling, uh, people. Yeah, I'm reading dude. Okay. I've been looking to pull this whole time. Okay. Well, I don't know what that means. It sounds a little questionable, but yeah, no, that's a mechanic that exists in Dota, but not League. Andrew K. Cool subbed. Alex Tequila twenty three. Uh, Salam sent a hundred bits. Ozzy Ferper gnomes cloud ice. He says Travis, any rewards for anniversary, which is three months. I I got a thing for you. Vishy Thresh, Time Mixer, uh, Signs Posure, and K K S Heart. Heart Sunder Blade, I, uh, Ulti, Cedric the Selfish, Coach Jake, and Avarice. Two months. Just to prove that I love you more than HP. Have more money from me. Perfectly adequate J resub for 10 months in a row. Action resub for seven months. I'm going to be in Korea during finals. Is it worth watching it live in Korea? I know there's no English alternative at the venue. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's a good experience. I, hear, I keep hearing everyone say that the opening ceremony is going to be insane, like the best one they've ever done, so... We're hearing that um, before. Uh, yeah. Other than that, 
All right, I got, I got someone. You got some people? Okay, go ahead and uh, take a look. Or go grab them. <clears throat> How, how's life, Kelby? Are we able to say where you work? Not as in, like, the company or your job, but, like, your physical location where you're spending your day? Yeah, work from home. Yeah. I, just, I didn't want to throw that out there if you weren't comfortable with it, but... Yeah. How's working from home been? I miss going to an office uh, and having other people around, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's good for like days like today where you stayed up way too night, too yeah. late the night before playing Total War Warhammer 2. Actual Goob has joined the show. Actual Goob, where are you calling from? Um, I'm from Dauphin, Manitoba, Canada. So basically the middle of nowhere. Dauphin, Manitoba. I feel like I've always heard the name Manitoba literally being used as an example of a place that's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, okay. This is lit. This is going to be right, great. Go. I'm really excited about it. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, well, basically my hot take was 100 Thieves probably, and this was kind of off the top of my head, I'm not going to lie. But 100 Thieves probably has a better chance of getting out of groups than Team Liquid. Just kind of, and that that's a little bit of me kind of thinking 100 Thieves is going to pull something out in Worlds, similar to the way Misfits kind of shocked people last year. Okay. And I apologize if I'm whispering. No, but, no, no, um, that's perfectly fine. You, you sound 90% better than almost all of our callers. Yeah. I, I think TL, like assuming, assuming, uh, EDG goes into TL's group, I think they've got about as much chance as G2 had last year of getting out of their group. Maybe lower. Uh, you're, I believe they were. They had like the number one and number two seed from China last year. Who's supposed to go into a 100 Thieves group? A uh, 100 Thieves group is most likely going to be the... Um, uh, I can't think of the name. The wildcard team is most likely. Oh... So essentially, we're just saying that Hunter T needs to be fanatic to make it yeah, out. Yeah, basi- basically. Yeah, most likely. I mean, we can. Mm. Yeah, we can. Assu- like, assuming IG slams everybody and takes first. Yeah, right? based based off what you're seeing uh, with what Travis has on screen right now, everybody, uh, you will most likely see C9 end up in Group B. You yeah. will most likely see EDG or um, holy shit, third seed from <laughs> Europe, brain farting. Um, um, G2. Uh, yeah, 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 G2 uh, end up in Group C or in Group A, as well as EDG going to Group A or Group C, and then the, the wild card team pretty much having to go into Group D then. Yeah. I would I would say NA has like a god-awful chance of getting out of groups this year. Okay. okay, okay. Across the board? Really? Across the board. I Okay, so I... um, We should... Well, let's just address the thing he just said first before we get to the 100T take. I feel like I kind of agree. I don't know if I would say God awful, but like I, and and we're going to have to do this when we get to the hundred thieves thing. Um, but everyone thinks we hate hundred thieves. I, I don't think I don't, I just don't have high expectations for hundred thieves. This yeah. line will end up in the episode of the heist where they're celebrating, you know, making it to semifinals or something where I'm saying, I don't have high well, expectations. If, if I'm going to make a video, <laughs> If I'm going to be in that video, I want it to be hyphy. So let me yeah. think of something to say. Okay. I just. Thieves like- is a horrible representative of North America. 
And there's zero percent chance they get out of Group D. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Now you're in the video. That's the one that makes Congrats, me better. Um, but uh, so I don't have high expectations for them. Cloud Nine is going into the group of Beth, and then the uh, Group C. I I mean, how good is EDG supposed to be? I believe EDG should be good. They. Wow. Like how how much the, further behind the, the other? There. Um, well, so like the thing with the EDG was like they choked really really hard last year, uh, but I think they're actually pretty good. I've uh, well, I've been giving I've been giving Chinese teams a pass all year because they've been slamming pretty hard. But it's tough to say whether that's just RNG or right. But I don't know. But I mean, I, when you've got teams taking RNG to five, when you've got the IG taking RNG to five games, you they've got to be on a similar level, right? So you'd think, yeah. And I mean, like, I mm. like, uh, Haro, I like scout. I don't know. I, yeah, think I would, good. I would say it's got like my, my opinion there has way less to do with hundred thieves than it does with NA's placings overall. Like I, where they're at curve wise. Okay. Yeah, so I why, what, okay, here, let's break it down. So one of the first things you said is you're predicting hundred thieves to pull a misfits. Why is Hundred Thieves well, the team I that will pull them as I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily predict that. As I mean, I that was what you said like, in your your opening line. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's fair. Settle down there, Parth. Okay. <laughs> I would say like if if one team does pull a Misfits, it's gonna be Hundred Thieves, mostly because I just feel like, well, I mean, one you didn't really expect Misfits to pull a Misfits. That's why it's pulling a Misfits, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I just think they have well, they have a group of. For the most part, veteran players. Uh, yeah, it's three fifths veteran players, I guess. But doesn't um, Team Liquid also have a team of veteran players? Yeah, I just think one of which was a world Liquid's, champion. Team Liquid—that's very fair. Team Liquid's group is uh, is in my opinion a bit tougher. I mean, it's to exactly stop. the same if they get G two. Yeah, if they yeah um, yeah I was I was assuming I was going off uh, Jat's seventy five percent chance they get uh, EDG, but if they do uh, get seventy five, that was fifty fifty. he he explained some I don't know I try I trust him with stats. I don't think they are called Jat stats. <laughs> that is that's his brand. Um, yeah, I, upon so, upon reflecting, I could say it's team Team Liquid's definitely got like I would say like on paper they have. Uh, a solid chance compare in comparison to hundred thieves. I just basically have a feeling that hundred thieves might pull out a game or two. And you know, there is like, I don't, I, I want double lift to do good at worlds. I really do, but there's, there's a track record to look at and that's a really bot centric group, right? Well, it's a lot of bot centric teams and can they slam the Chinese bot lane. Mark, uh, do we have another caller about groups, or can we just talk, use this as sort of an open form on groups? I think, I think we should just use it as an open form, because he's kind of hit on all the different groups. I'm sure more people will call in with more specific takes in yeah. the future, so I still don't feel like the world so, is off the, the table after this. But Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I don't know. I just am not... I feel pretty mediocre about NA with the, this group draw. I just... I feel like... 
Group C is the group where Team Liquid like fucks up somehow and loses <laughs> and doesn't make it out. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, some weird like, shit happens with KT and like I know it's like a it's like you can't really say much besides a feeling. But if you look at like the week two of of group stage, quite often it's about NA teams not being able to innovate whatsoever. And I look at Hundred Thieves as one of the most likely teams to be able to change their play style in week two. I mean, is that, right now, I feel like 100T is the team most likely to not win a game in their group. Like, depends who their playing team is, but I don't know if they can win yeah, any games fin- against Fnatic. Fnatic will be a uh, a tall task for sure. I mean, Mark... I, I, I'm definitely giving them a bit more credit than they probably deserve. Mark, do we hate 100T? I asked no. because in the we clipped I clipped out the section that was about, like, if teams should be able to qualify for circuit points and read one of the Reddit comments that was pretty upvoted was like hotline league has a hate boner for hundred T. I don't think we have a hate boner for hundred T, but what's that stat that you say about best of fives Mark with hundred T? What's that? That they only beat the, I, I don't know which stat. It was like, they only beat like the only best of fives they won was like an optic one and a fly quest one or something like that. It was fought. It was clutch gaming in, in fly quest where the only, best of fives that they were able to win. Um, I just, I worry about the strength of that team. And I don't yeah. think that they are the third best team in North America. We're sending them as if they are the second best team in North America. And I worry that, I mean, Mark, I'm no uh, analyst, so feel free to jump in here and correct me, but they just sort of have a like stall out, style where they like stall until they win and scale. Uh, I mean, they, they do a little more than that. Like they try and for the most part play like a, a more like side lane focus than a lot of other, and sometimes they don't pull it off. Sometimes they just a ran like everyone else. I think, I think you would, you would also hope with this substantial break between the end of playoffs and worlds that they would work on those other styles as well. Right. They're not just going to drive home. All right, guys, we're stalling out every single game at world. Do you think team liquid's going to do that? That's, that's a fair question. Well, you know, impact could play play gangplank. You're going to get a timeout soon, buddy. (laughs) I I feel (laughs) like individually, I feel like individually Hunter T has all their individual players are liabilities at worlds for their positions and matching up against world talent. Like, I I could see them just having real hard times all over the map, and it's just like, wow, these games are just like blowouts. I'm very curious say. to see what happens if I could see that happening to all. Can Mark time. speak now? I'm sorry, <laughs> I apologize. I wouldn't mind finishing one thought this whole show. I, I, I apologize. Everybody's spamming yeah. someday now. <laughs> yeah, someday is like uh, NA someday now. He's he's two years NA someday. Maybe he'll be good again someday. I'm just kidding. Mark, Mark, <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think that they play, it It looks, it is slow, and it, it's a lot about like one through ones and playing sidelines and not like taking every team fight. They're a lot more like risk averse than other NA teams, which I think makes them really good against not, like against teams in North America who are worse than them and what would have happened if they were the third seed to represent us. I think they'd actually be really good in the group stage. I think a lot of other people have said this as well, but like Fnatic actually uh, 
was a pretty fast team in spring when they were playing with Bipo and Soaz, and they slowed down a little bit with Reckless coming back, but they still look really good. IG is not a particularly slow team. Plus, they have, like, a really fucking nasty top laner in the Shy. So, like, I don't think these are, like, good matchups in their own group, necessarily. Yeah. Um, so that's that's more my concern now that I've seen where they've gone. But I will agree that, like, if EDG ends up in Group C and C9 ends up in Group B, 100 Thieves might actually be our best chance to get out. Yeah, and, like... You don't have more confidence in TL against EDG than 100T against Fnatic? Like... What do you think? Uh, maybe not. I'd have to see how things look, but like off, that, that's... off my head, not not necessarily. No. We think the do we think the Fnatic is the best team in EU? Yeah, yeah. So the worst team we're sending from NA is going to beat the best team in EU. Could take groups. one. Could take one game. Is that better than the best team in NA against the worst team China sending? I think, <laughs> I, 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 good question. I think so, personally. I mean, if China's Dude, the best, I blame Mako. <laughs> I I just um, want to preface this with I don't have I I I don't really have high hopes for anyone coming from NA. So I mean, it's like if if 100 Thieves has a 15 percent chance of getting out of getting out of groups, Team Liquid probably has like a 12, yeah. and then C9 probably has somewhere around there too, maybe less. Yeah, I think NA's chances uh, for performing well at Worlds really got crushed when Clutch lost in the the gauntlet. Unfortunately, yeah, that, that one caller had it right. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think it'll be pretty close. Like if if EDG ends up in Group C and Wildcard in Group D, I think it's pretty close between. 100 Thieves and TL, like, who's our best shot at getting out? Yeah, I just, I I would say 100, I think Team Liquid's our only chance uh, at groups. Our only, like, decent chance. I think, look, Cloud9 always overperforms. They could come out of playoffs and just be, like, beating down people and memes come out. Who would win? X support, who's done all this stuff, or one bearded boy, or, uh, you know, like, like, 100 Thieves, like, just suddenly does something crazy and people are lauding probably as a genius and but i like that stuff can happen and i'm saying all this so that if it does i can point to this clip when people point to other clips of me shitting on this but i still feel like team liquid is is like our little spear that we're trying to throw through the gate i i feel to to put the final point on this if i may yeah. I feel like in order for this, if TL gets out of groups, it's because they played well and deserves it. Deserves it. Deserved it. If 100T makes it out of group, I feel like what is necessitated there is a, fan, a fanatic collapse. Not that 100T like steps up to the plate. I don't see 100T stepping up to the plate and surpassing like an on-form fanatic. Fanatic needs to fall apart at the event. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Which could happen. Yeah, it could. Yeah, that's that's basically the 15% right there. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you so much for the call to my good friend, Actual Goob. Yeah, thanks for letting me be here, guys. Sorry I didn't let Mark talk there for a while, but you know. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, I did it, it too. Just, then Travis did it. The, the best situation. It's yeah. all about the callers. <laughs> thank you. Right on. Have, Have a good, good one, guys. That guy was actually a goob. <laughs> all right. Positive wave subbed. Uh, CCR 17 reset for six months while six months happy birthday. Smilsap 917 reset for seven months. Shoutouts to Omen by HP and pre 2012 Chainsmokers. 
over overcat subbed uh, synthesis x subbed uh, rand aravind theraselvum where did kelby go donated ten dollars where did he go he went to general why did he go to general should i chase can him you get, can, can you get him back well bring, I don't bring back kelby i don't think he purposely moved out we need to get him back <laughs> he misclicked He's a fucking goob. Kelby? I'm a I'm actually a goob. Yeah, that's what's Someone tried to call you down. They're like, everyone's going to general trying to get down to Kelby. Oh, they're too slow. Oh, I'm so dumb. First misclick of this of the series. Aravind Thurisolvim sent ten dollars. Hey man, love your work. Any chance you guys will be coming out of Australia anytime soon? No, but I wish I could. I actually really like Australia. If anybody in Australia wants to bring me there for some sort of sponsor thing, I will I will do it. On the cheap. Uh, the Podberry is here. Podberry. Uh, what, oh, I, what is your name, Podberry? Uh, bit of a high school joke similar to my last name. Where are you from? Brisbane, Australia. Oh! oh, oh sorry. Guess what it's Wait, are you mocking Travis? No, no, no. Uh, uh, the Oceania region. Are you the, um, are you the person who donated the $10 and said, are you guys coming to Australia anytime soon? I am not. But hey, if we want to make that happen. I, mean, I went to Australia in high school. It was cool, but I don't know. If yeah, I it's, it's getting a bit warm at the moment, so I'd wait till it gets a bit colder again. All right. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I believe that um, this year will be the beginning of the Diables hype train. Um, if we if we compare to the Diables from the group, at least from this year to last year, I think Infinity is a definitely a step down from Brazil. And obviously EDG will sweep everyone. But if Diwolves come second, um, just based on the, the, how they match up against Infinity, I think Shonfire's aggressive jungle play style will um, serve them well. And then with some luck, we get whoever wins Group D and throw some Oceana cheese to win the um, best of five. So do you want to explain to the 90% of the audience who doesn't know who the Dire Wolves are? I have no fucking but, clue. The Dire Wolves uh, uh, have been Oceania's best team for the last two They are the Oceanic one. seed into Worlds. Yeah, and they have been for the past three years or two years? Yeah. Oh. So at least what, what happened last year was they look really promising in week one and then get that OCE tilt and go off the face of the planet and the second half of the round, but they've been there enough times internationally where I'm hoping that they can get past that. And I think they match up. I just think the matchup that they have against infinity infinite, like you get half the other pull two teams and I don't think this happens, but I think that they pulled probably the best pull two team that they could have in the playing group draw. So you would like us to discuss their probability of making it out of their playing groups with a, bunch of other teams that we've never watched before no no that's a hey hey well, nice. <laughs> i don't mind well, like playing starts at, next week i think it's fine to discuss i'm not, I'm not trying to shit on you podberry i'm just saying that i don't know that i personally and i would guess travis or mark are I know. super well mark more definitely the most out of all of us 100 percent. i have covered plans for msi and were maybe I don't know if I did last MSI actually, but I did Worlds and last and two MSIs ago, and Direwolves was at all those, I'm pretty sure. So like 
Yeah, I think they've been at everyone for the last two years, I think. Yeah, so I, I've, I've cast at least three of their events. Um, and I got to say, dude, like, they are one of the teams, along with, like, whoever the Japanese representative is, whether it's Detonation or whoever the fuck it always is, uh, Rampage, whatever. Direwolves is one of the teams I always hear super hyped up and always shit the bed. Yeah, like they, especially with all the shit talking they did against C nine, that was just setting us up to fail a little bit. But that, I think I, like I appreciated it. Uh, I think the team because the team's been for those that don't know the team's been together for um, the same team has been together with the exception of they swapped over their um, top laner. Uh, this this second split, uh, Chippies was the old top laner, and now Bio Panthers in. Um, while Bio Panthers have been playing, I believe his win record's like twenty seven and six or something. Um, and he's one of those classic, like, play tank only and play for the team fight, uh, who I've done a little bit of looking up into Infinity, and their play style is kind of similar top lane. And so I think Bio Panthers just can hold it top lane, and Shern can just take over the map like he does in OCE against them. And then, yeah, EDG just shits on everyone anyway. Yeah, so I think, like, the matchup versus Infinity is one that you guys can do well in. Uh but after that, like you said, your only hope of getting out is if you get Group D. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's that, that's kind of what it's bank. This whole theory is banking on is pulling yeah. either G Rex or Gambit okay. or whoever the fuck wins that group. Let, let me turn this. Uh, let me turn this question around a little bit on on you, my Australian friend. Um, why should anyone watching be excited for this team? As in, not like, oh, are they going to win or whatever, but like, give me a storyline, like, sell sell all these people who wouldn't normally care about any of the teams in the plans outside of like the, the major regions. Uh, sell them on the Direwolves. Like, why are they a hype team to f- watch and care about and all that stuff? Um, uh, just the way that they play. And obviously, this, you can only really go off the teams they play in Oceania because that's the majority sure. of the split. But um, they have this really aggressive play style where if people don't punish their early mistakes and that's kind of what we've seen internationally recently is people just punish their early mistakes but um when like Shernfire gets unlocked he can take over the map uh king and um support cupcake i think king averages 1.4 deaths a game um for this year so they just stay super clean the bot lane and then it gets to a point where um Shern and king take over the game and play that super aggressive play style and on the other hand if you if they tilt off the face of the planet, it's also entertaining to see them just get completely shit on. So the other thing too is I don't know if they'll do it. Have they been humbled at all based off their previous international stuff, or do you think they'll come in and shit talk the way that it feels like they always do? Well, the problem with the shit talking is that's kind of like the Australian way. Is you look at um, <laughs> our kind of like real life actual sports with um, traditional footy sports. and cricket and whatever, yeah. Um, we have a very shit-talking, banterous nature, and I think that's them trying to carry that over into their international play because that's just what they're used to. Um, I think it was last year there was a game where people had started getting up and screaming at each other from across uh, across <laughs> the computers in a playoff game in OCE with two other random teams that um, were playing. But that's I think that they've gotten to a point now, especially last year when they were in such a promising um Against Team One, they won the first game and they were looking promising. And then they kind of shit the bed the second second time they played, and then lost the tiebreaker again. Um, I'm ho- like, I'm 
I obviously aren't there while they're boot camping, but I'm hoping that they can uh, go in with a slightly more serious manner and, um, yeah, just concentrate for the whole two weeks instead of tilting. Very good. Well, we'll be taking an eye or keeping an eye out for direwolves. I really like those guys. Um, I don't know, like, who all is still there or whatever, um, uh, either in management positions, coaching positions, whatever. But, like, when I went to – Australian 2014 uh, all the Australian teams were really nice it was it reminded me a lot about like kind of the beginning of League of Legends esports culture so we'd yeah. love to see uh, some success out of Oceania anyway thank outside you so much outside of the game they're normally pretty nice but inside the game they talk mad shit yeah well thank you Podberry for your call well good thanks guys have a good one thanks Seed hopefully the next one is towards Kelby's liking uh, Fanron Jenkins donated $10 and said OMG it's Kelby May and that amazing hair uh, I don't know why he's sending us money on his birthday. Benjamin Payne, Benjamin Payne has subbed with Twitch Prime. XX Thought Patrol XX Diva has subbed with uh, Kelby Prime. will love this one. And Norse Thunder has <laughs> subbed with Prime as well. We've got Danksor on the show. Danksor, where are you calling Budget from? Budget Aframu. Yeah, from Miami. Miami, very good. Hey, well, well, no, from Jacksonville. Called, from be- called yeah. him before. He I has. remember. He has. What do you want to talk about on the show? today yes my topic was on the mastercard sponsorship and you know we haven't really heard anything from riot after the bam tech uh you know deal fell through and also that i feel like this is the kha'zix chromas are like a step in the right direction for these teams to start making some kind of revenue from their franchise slots at least uh and yeah i kind of just want to talk about that and like maybe different strategies that riot potentially could do to uh you know these franchise teams at least in any lcs to start making some kind of money it's been over a year since they've been in the system right yes i mean i assume they've been making some money i just don't know if it's enough um but uh the mastercard thing by the way uh very hyped about very excited about and kelby you were pretty excited about it um in in our private conversations whenever it got announced um, as a guy who works in sort of in the sales sponsor thing, what what do you think it mm-hmm. means for MasterCard to come into the space? Well, I'm glad that Riot just you know finally put a deal through, and I also am am happy. Like I'm, I've heard some stuff in the ethos that this is like a pretty significant financial deal, uh, which is awesome. And I mean, we'll find out, or I guess you guys won't find out, but. Uh, the indefinite article we will find out uh how much it is down the road and also i i'm just Sorry, kind of what do you like mean you're saying we'll find out somehow i will i, I oh you'll find out <laughs> i, I, I it'll, it'll be time for a, a kelbier it's like a zimmer but no nah, i'm not going to share it publicly it's just you know for my own edification and you know doing my job and stuff can you um, but can no. you if when you find out i'll just ask you on the show and you can go like this or you can just not re- react at all if, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway, yeah. continue. Um, yeah, no, but we, uh, when I was at Twitch, we actually um, were talking to MasterCard about uh, some like e- potential esports sponsorship stuff. And one of the things that I really liked uh, in doing prep for them was kind of their focus that we've seen come through in their talking points about the LCS relationship where they are a brand that is all about creating like a unique and special once in a lifetime experience for the audience. Um, so I'm really hoping that Riot took that along, like that sentiment to heart along with their planning with them 
and that like as a result they're going to be using that budget and that you know mastercard will be investing to create opportunities for the lcs fan uh that is like different than what we've seen otherwise um because usually like a lot of barriers for creating like these unique content or like in-person moments or opportunities or like vip experiences is like a budget thing it's like oh you know we could do this but like does this make sense for the profitability of the event and like what is the purpose of us doing this if we're not like translating a message through and we don't have a way to monetize it um this relationship it sounds like potentially unlocks that and also can hopefully then drive through additional revenue to the organizations and you know just make everybody make everybody happy i all that to say, I've been doing a ramble. I think that MasterCard's brand message works really, really well with pairing with uh, an event like this and could create some really cool stuff for us, which is, you know, as a fan first, what I want to get from, you know, brand deals in the space is like, how does this make my viewing experience better? Yeah, I am very excited to see how that stuff plays out. I mean, we've already seen some examples of that. Um, and... I'm in terms of like the stuff that they're going to be able to do. If people haven't seen it yet, like you can go see a rehearsal of uh, world's uh, opening ceremony. If you are part of this thing or they do some, I don't know if it's a giveaway or if you just get it on their site or redeem yeah. or whatever. Um, you can win a chance to get, make it to all stars. If you have your MasterCard uh, in the, like as a billing thing within the league of legends store, like mm -hmm. that stuff is really unique integrations that you can't really get elsewhere. So yeah. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah. The thing that is the biggest challenge, I would say, so like if you're framing, if I'm allowed to get like businessy here, if you're framing the scope of the relationship and what drives success for MasterCard and probably has them happiest and gets them to stick around and also translates for the audience, is like when you do on-site stuff, it's really cool for those in person, but ultimately in order to drive the scale of engagement that they're probably wanting around this relationship, you need to do something beyond just those who are able to attend in person. The challenge is going to be for them thinking of how can MasterCard level up the LCS experience for the average person um, and really create something that drives a lot of value to just like anybody from home who's watching or experiencing or trying to get engaged in some way yeah. that then is real incentive for like all of us to interact with the brand in a meaningful way where MasterCard sees and they're like, holy shit, like this is awesome. We've created this value opportunity that drives back for all of us. And now we're getting, you know, this appreciation, recognition, engagement, whatever. Um, but that, but that's difficult one because to do it at such a scale and drive that value and have it not be like cost prohibitive is like, you know, creates a lot of uh, like creative thinking to be able to solve for that. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think one way to do that is to let people buy those like massacre like chests or whatever? I saw uh, your video of opening one, uh, Travis, and I saw someone post on Reddit like a week ago, like what was inside. Now I think uh, it's pretty cool, but only it seems like only content creators or people who are, like somewhat notable notable in the scene are getting those like, chests. I'd say very notable. Uh, I can get one, dude. Yes, exactly. Uh, There's a big difference between somewhat notable and very notable. That's that's what demonstrated here. <laughs> but yeah, but something like that, maybe like fans could buy one of those chests. And I mean, it's like a kind of a way where it's a constant reminder of MasterCard supporting 
League of Legends where you have one in your room or something like that. You know what I mean? Maybe sure. something like that's what you're talking about. Well, I think that probably what they're going to be looking for is something that results in a net effect of the fan engaging with one of their products. Like MasterCard is not in the business of, you know, building out these swag chests or whatever, right? They are ultimately going to want fans to engage with one of their card or payment services. And I, I don't know the full MasterCard suite, to be honest, so I can't speak to it. Maybe there's some maybe there's something new potentially that they're trying to push as well, but some sort of direct tie back into that that or at least like makes people aware of what they have going on there and has some sort of call to action element is probably w- what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, they said that there's going to be unique League of Legends products that you can get in certain markets coming soon, meaning like a yeah. MasterCard League of Legends. Uh, yeah, version. like what would what would be really cool is like, yeah, if you can do a custom uh, like, you know, skin for your card that Riot is exclusively oh, licensing to MasterCard so that like, you know, when I get my personalized credit card, it has my favorite champion on it or, you know, team branding or something like that that's only available through MasterCard. And like, that's pretty basic stuff. But I mean, when you're making a credit card decision, like uh, that, I think that can probably be a driving factor for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't even think people um, make credit card decisions so much as like, huh. This credit card is cool. I'm going to apply yeah. for it. There very rarely do people say I so it, you almost have to create a unique enough experience that people who already have yeah. a credit card or like yeah. haven't thought about getting a credit card. They now have a reason to get right. one or like you get you get extra points for uh, RP purchases or something like that uh, compared to like other card programs you know like if i'm if i'm using the amazon prime card and i'm making rp purchases it gives me like the standard whatever but if i'm making rp purchases with my mastercard you know i get like triple points or 5x points or something yeah. on my mastercard which would be really cool and obviously then drives a lot of incentive value for this is a lot of free fucking consulting that i'm giving right <laughs> here like right i'm mastercard i'm expecting to be brought in and paid for for this work and the, these ideas they will just keep coming this entire time, all I've wanted to ask Kelby is whether or not he thinks he could have got this deal for Riot. Uh, no comment. That's a yes. Oh, is he roboting just for me? Mark? Discord? Hello? Uh, is it just me or is it everybody? Oh, in we're Discord. back. We we're right. back. Can Discord. I bring up my, uh, my last point real quick? Uh, yeah. Am I still a robot? <laughs> no. No, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. Uh, so I guess my last point is, you know, since the, the, the world, the Kha'Zix chromas that they're making for every team in the world championships right now. Did you hear about this, Kobe? You... No. Okay, so just just a quickly like quick rundown. So basically, right right for championship Kha'Zix, it's the it's a championship skin. For they the haven't announced this yet, right? They're, no, it's on PBE. You could you could see an image of all the skins. So they made oh. a skin for like a hundred thieves. I'm gonna link it in uh, Twitch chat and also in our Skype chat. Wait, they did it for every team that made yes. worlds, including yeah. ones that haven't. That they did it for teams that Whoa. were possibly going to make worlds because they wouldn't have enough time. Yeah, so it's like the colors represent like the actual team's colors, and when, oh, okay, they, back, okay. when they back, uh, what well, well, Kha'Zix backs is shows like a flag of the team. Right, right. Um, oh, nice. This is a nice little like. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Continue. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm just kind of curious. How do 
any LCS franchise team owners feel about this because these are teams. I mean, the World Championships obviously is a very big deal, but they invested 10 million, uh, well, at least initially 10 million to even be a part of the franchise system. And teams that weren't a part of this franchise system got skins before they did. And I, I mean, I feel like this is probably a step in the direction where they might make some kind of like custom skins for like each team or something like that, or like something more to other than a freaking icon <laughs> for me to support my favorite teams. Uh, so what, what do you guys think? Like, I guess the question is like, how do you think any LCS owners feel about the fact that, you know, world championship teams are getting skins before they do. And then also, do you think this is something you're going to be experimenting with as like, ways for the NLCS to start like being able to make money off like stuff in game or even just like overlays, for example, which would be something pretty not too hard to do, I think. Well, I have a question. Do you so you purchase these skins for RP based on the individual team? We don't know. So they have not announced what the program is. So Mm -hmm. who knows if it's like you get if you own Kha'Zix, you can equip a uh, like the team logo or icon and you right. get this like they there's not any details on what yeah. the financial mechanisms are or if there are right any. so i think that probably depending on what the financial mechanisms are probably is a large determining factor in whether or not na franchise owners are annoyed at this i don't th- i think regardless probably they're not overly upset it'll be interesting to see because actually like Valve has been doing this at uh, the International the past couple years where they didn't cut teams in on these kind of cosmetics that were ending up in the Battle Pass. Uh, that seems really shady. Um, I don't want to like get too deep into it in regards to like thoughts or opinions one oh, way or another. What? This is the Kelby May who goes, wow. I could sell no, that no, better than no, Riot no, Games. No, no. And then Valve no, comes just, in. Dude, it's, it's just be- scene. He can't. No, no, no. It's just because I have a lot of knowledge of the politics behind the scenes that go on as far as like team owners and their interaction with Valve and stuff like that that I don't want to speak about or get into. Um, the other thing about it as well is that the the thing about that is that it's not it's released through a system that isn't directly monetizable so like i don't purchase like an eg backing icon it's something that's unlocked whenever i purchase a battle pass and i can choose any of the teams from the drop down so that's why i'm asking is this something where riot is going to make it available to everybody that i can choose like a chromacosic skin from any of the teams of my liking, or am I making individual purchases? Because I think as well in the like the Valve instance, that's more uh, you like justifiable from their standpoint that they're not directly monetizing teams' brand, and they're saying like, hey, we're doing this. They're doing this prize pool event that's got twenty five million dollars. Like, yeah. you guys are getting compensated in, in a decent way for this. You know what I mean? Whereas like Riot, if you're doing something that's a wide release and it's available to everybody, then yeah, teams might not be even, even getting cut in on the money. Whereas like, if you're doing individual purchases, then I imagine that they probably are. I don't think the LCS teams care if this is happening. I think they're excited yeah. that Riot's taking a step in the next direction or right direction, yeah. and they're going to say, hey, can we do something like that for LCS? Right. And if Riot says no, I think that's when they get annoyed. But I don't think they see this yeah. launch, and then they're like, wait, yeah, where was mine? Right. They, they probably want to do something even a little bit above this that is they are definitely directly monetizing and they can yeah. get like a, a share of whereas we don't know what the as fine as travis said the the financial economics around 
this situation. And hey, thank you so out. much, Danksar, for your call. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah. Have a good one. You too. All right, moving on to the next caller. You were right, Mark. What? I enjoyed that caller very much. I'm disappointed in you, Kelby. I thought you would have had more to say about the Dota 2 thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk about different team owner stuff. Jethan subbed. Uh, Sir Malifat gifted a sub to Icarus23. Icarus, by the way, um, you can resub for $1 during September. Uh, Knight of 01802 subbed and Hack377 subbed and then Honey Badger 9 sent 400 bits. Thank you to all those wonderful individuals. Uh, I lost about 100 subs over the week, so you guys are helping me climb back up. Yeah, people are saying Mark is just playing WoW. Uh, distracted. But okay, so I, you, can, you can check Discord and see that yeah. that's absolutely true. Wait, but it says you're not. Oh. <laughs> I, I haven't been playing well. Okay. I have not. Connor, H314, is here. Connor, where are you calling from? I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. I turned you up because you were a little quiet. Um, what, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight, Connor? So... I don't know. I think the LMS is in such a weird spot. I think the line uh, between an emerging region and a major region is becoming blurred. But I think that LMS has done poorly at recent international events. And I think that um, I definitely think that they should be called in. Like, they could almost be like demoted to an emerging region. Now, I, I know that they're, like, their international results are like, they're even worse than NAs, really. They haven't, you know, everybody jokes about, oh, NA groups, lol. But LMS hasn't made it out of groups since 2015 at Worlds. They even had a team in 2017, like, get knocked out in the play-ins. Like, we're far removed from the world of, like, Korean killers back in, like, Season 3, Season 4. It, we're, we're really far removed from that. I are we? That, I feel like we are. It's like... So whenever the analysts will talk about like the LMS, you know, it's like Mark, what? I'm sorry to interrupt. Is this our tidy cats call of the evening? You know what's funny is I think my cat took a shit right before the show. It was really bad in here. Because <laughs> we can out. move this into the litter box if we need to. Yeah. So no, no, we're not. Curious, we're, tidy cats didn't pay us. They got the free promotion out of that last one. They don't get any more. <laughs> so, so Connor, um, what do you think about their MSI results from the last two years? I think their MSI, like, okay, they got semifinals, it, which is good, but, like, they don't show up at Worlds, and I feel like Worlds is always the big-ticket, like, international event, like, every year. And if you're if we're really talking about LMS, it's always, like, the Flash World show, really. And they're always the ones at MSI, so they arguably can do well, but the rest of the region sucks so bad. It, it's always a shit show for the rest of the region, and, like, they never make it out of groups, and you like maybe hope that Flash Wolves does. But all right, so I'll give you a little bit more credit than I think Twitch Chat's giving you. I agree that like no, they're fucking <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what happens. I I agree that they uh, sometimes like the rest of the region doesn't step up enough uh, outside Flash Wolves, um, but I don't think you can just like ignore the fact that Flash Wolves does outperform NA pretty frequently. Uh, the last two MSIs, they made it out of groups, and we didn't. Uh, like, I don't think you can just ignore that completely, just because it's not Worlds. Like, I think MSI does matter a lot to people. 
so unfortunately, I think like if you start talking about Flash Wolves in this way, you start got to start looking at like NA in this way. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I mean, we've had one team out of three make it out. They send two usually. They sent three last year, but they sent two the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. We also never we we had a year where none of us made it out in 2015. Like, and he's had some some bad events, dude. No, they also they won have, a world championship. And they won a world championship. Or you mean? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <In season> two, <laughs> no. Season two was a new an LCS. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, we're going real. I'm reaching real far for that. I yeah, I mean, even even just the last two or three years, like they have had events that have done better than NA. And like NA had MSI as well, that one where they, you know, 2016 was all great. Uh, but I don't think that they have done so so much worse than NA that like we should start be called, like they should be an emerging region. Cause then I think that yeah. sh- shines the spotlight on us too. So I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, like personally, they, uh, I think they've been doing okay. I think it's a good way to have the satellite. Yeah. I feel like personally, just from watching the games that I have of theirs that I remember from the last two worlds, like I feel like Flash Wolves is a much scarier team than any team we've sent, uh, which is only one team for a region. But I just I don't know. I feel like their games are from what I recall. Um, are the trash wolves. Yeah, they, they sucked last year. They well, maybe it was a different year then. Or, yeah, you know. I think you're thinking of the their MSIs. Their MSIs are always really scary. Mm, OK. Uh, but their worlds, like they were basically the team that, if I remember, they ruined TSM's chances. So it kind of took them down with them. Or was that HQ? No, HQ was in Group A, and, and Flash was in Group D last year, right? Then I, I think to transition, like I think the line between like blur is, I like I said, I think it's blurring between like what an emerging region and a major region is, because I think you have multiple t- like regions that are like borderline like results. Like Vietnam has been stepping yeah. up for like like the last two years. I think that LMS and NA like don't do that well usually. So it's like this weird. Like I don't know if we're Vietnam. doing worse than Vietnam. We're not doing worse, but they're like stepping up. They're, as you might say, closing the gap um, <laughs> between the major regions and them. So it's like it, it's and it's really it's weird. That's why I say like the lines blurring, and I, it's hard to. Like I think it's hard to place regions on one side or another of like that line. It's so. Like, I agree on, on that point. Like regions like Vietnam, LMS, and NA kind of blur things. Uh, but I don't think I'd want like, despite how much like we kind of meme NA. It's not like they've ever lost in plans. Like if we ever lost in plans, I'd be really fucking concerned about the future of NA. <laughs> I think that's that's probably a time where you're like, Jesus Christ, what's going on with us? Um, Gumiho says G-Rex will make it out of plans. And uh, Gumiho, by the way, who a lot of people might know as, as uh, Xander writes for a bunch of stuff, um, kind of the the new LMS expert, I feel like, has said that if LMS never made it out of groups at anything, this statement would be fair. But considering they make it out of groups, uh, maybe not so fair of a statement. Yeah, I, I think it's the kind of thing where, like, if people want to make this argument, you're also making it about NA. Yeah. Which is why I don't want to make it. Hey. Uh, Hong Kong did lose to Fibonacci, Fenerbahce. Uh, 
so I guess we have that though. They've uh, LMS has lost in the wildcard plans before, but we never have. Yeah, but let's let's not say that because Cloud Nine's still in the plans. I don't want to curse this. Hey Connor, thank let's you. Let's so jinx for your call. it. Thank you so All much, right, Connor. Yeah, no. Wait, going? can I say one last thing? Sure. I was on the show once before, like episode six back in like February with Loco Doco. And I've got a clip saved and I hope that I'm right with my prediction. And I, yeah, I, I'm hoping what was, it's a what, pretty bold one and I'm shaking in my boots. What was it? Can you let us back in? Because none of us are going to remember. I know. I, uh, well, boldly then, knowing the roster, I thought the rosters of NA were like super good. And I was like hype on the TSMTL train. I said that NA was going to have two teams make it out of groups and possibly have one team go to semis. But I think that's, I'm, like I said, I'm shaking in my boots. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, that's not even like that crazy. So you're just bringing up your last. That step. is crazy. That is fucking that's crazy nuts. to me. Two like, teams out of groups, one team to semis. Two, two teams out of groups is like we overperformed a little bit. Like, I don't think getting two teams out of groups is that that crazy. I think that's good. I think that's a good world for us. I'm 100% in agreement. That's a good world when you for us. S- when you say good worlds, that's unprecedented. No, it's not. 2014, it happened. Oh, it did? Yeah, tw- TSM yeah, and TSM Cloud9 made that. Yeah. They both made it to quarters. Okay, my bad. And yeah, you didn't make it out. Time. You took the long trip back home because was- you got kaboomed, Kelby. <laughs> oh, Alliance? Yeah. Rest, rest in fucking peace, dude. I remember now. This no is wonder when- I... Uh, Kelby, Kelby is NA Monty. Um, Twitch chat says, uh, in 2014, uh, Kelby and I were, were sharing hotel rooms. Kelby very generously was helping me save some travel costs and he was working with Alliance then. And also he, the best wingman. Is there some more to this story? Oh yeah. And, uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> I really threw Travis. He there. really did throw Sorry. me. Travis um, is fucking stuck. Um, and you reboot the engine. Kelby uh, was was b- like booking. I hadn't. I didn't book a hotel room because I thought we were going to continue on it in Korea. So uh, did I, Travis. And then so the very end of it, kaboom, uh, hit him. And so Kelby had to book a flight back to L.A. And uh, I had to book a hotel room. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Connor, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, no problem. I'm done now. Yeah. Have a good one. See you, dude. You too. Okay, wait. Uh, before I, you move, I, Mark, go ahead. I have a little bit of a follow-up. I want to know, Twitch chat, how crazy on a scale from 0 to 10 is NA getting two people out of groups now that you've seen the group draw? See, this is nines or higher, man. I feel like it's like a five. It's like a, a little five. It's like a little How are crazy. Do it. It's a little crazy. Sorry. Wait. What's the question? One more time. How crazy is it if NA gets two teams out of groups, like between zero and ten? Like ten being like crazy world. Ten is like oh my fucking god, miracle on ice. I think uh, it's an eight. Wow. I, think it's I didn't think I was that optimistic. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I, I still like five is still halfway to crazy. It's still pretty unlikely. So you're saying it's pretty uncre- unlikely, but you're rating it a five. 
Yeah, in terms of the like, the I feel like five is a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I said on zero to crazy, not like. Just yeah, zero is life. like expected. Zero is expected. Is, five is, is in- unexpected and good, and ten is like, oh my fucking god. Ten is like we won worlds. Oh. Ten is as crazy as it can get. We're literally saying ten is the craziest shit possible. Okay, then maybe seven. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm was, in like I'm in like that nine territory right yeah, now. Yeah, like I don't think Jeez, the groups you are very good. You think if we get two teams out of groups, it's almost the same thing as winning worlds? Well, because you have to get Cloud Nine out of their group unless they like throw or something. hundred T. No, it's got to be like things. Yeah, and okay, that's so what I'm saying. You have to either get them out of group or hundred T has to do something crazy, and you think Team Liquid's going to come through. Yeah, like There's a bunch of shit can happen. Like shit can go wrong in the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah right? shit like, can G- happen. Or yeah, the playing stage, and then C9 doesn't have to end up in Group and, B. And uh, the Americans can beat the Russians in hockey. That's like the that was <sighs> yeah, the, yeah. the miracle nice thing. Yeah. Right? Okay, right? Think, yeah. yeah, nine's probably a bit of a stretch, but man, dude, I just I think there's like if I if I was giving it percentages, I would say like there is maybe a five percent chance that this happens. Yeah, I think it's between five and ten percent chance. I'm like I can be pushed to a seven. Maybe I'll maybe I'll push to a seven, but like, I think seven nine is like making semis for me. Like if we somehow get two teams out of groups and one of them somehow gets to semis, I'm like mind fucking blown. I think that there are better odds that we have a team that goes to semis than two teams going out of groups. Ooh, that's interesting. Because if TL makes it out. They can get lucky and get a shit team in quarters. Wait, how not shit yeah, but, they, but they would have to get they would have to be a one seed then, which I think is not going to happen at all versus KT. Mm. I think it's they have the best chance to get a one seed from their group. Probably like they, I think they could. I think they get easier quarterfinal matchups if they get a two seed and somehow someone else overperforms like yeah. a freak of chokes and somehow Flash Wolves is the one seed. And yeah, then, like, yeah, Team Liquid draws them. I think that's way more likely to get a good quarterfinal matchup than T- TL beating KT. Sure. Well, I, I just think that, like, it's it's more likely that TL makes it out and gets a good quarterfinal matchup than we have two teams that makes it You're out. You're hoping groups. for what's called an H2K, Mark, where it's like, oh, look, we're playing yeah. the wildcard team in quarters. But, but to be fair to H2K, <laughs> yeah. to be fair to H2K, they got the one seed over an underperforming. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry. That's a good point. So, you know, they earn that semifinals for sure, guys. Oh. All right. Uh, we don't need to pick the brand now, but uh, now that we got Calby back I and we, we we don't have a sponsor for this episode other than Twitch Prime, which uh, maybe you guys don't want to throw that in there. I think we should come up with another brand um, before the end of the show to Hotline League pitch again. What the fuck? What? We're all in on Tidy Cats. The Tidy Cats thing isn't happening. They did. They did not even respond. No, no, no. They did not even respond. Like right. there, there was nothing. Tidy Cat. We, we, we're churning sponsors so that we can try. Like, we, we need to throw. Look, mm-hmm. hot, I believe a lot in Hotline League. I Hotline think League your is strategy gonna, is wrong. Your sales strategy is wrong, Travis. Hotline Ellie. League is not going to burst through an impenetrable wall. You got to throw everything at the at the wall and see what sticks. Okay, right. tell, tell me. Wall I got analogies. a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're 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 an expert in sales. How useful is hate mail to motivate <laughs> okay, okay, someone? That's, we're not sending hate mail to tidy cats. Yeah, no, that's, we're not going to bully them into sponsoring. Yeah, 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 that's, that's not, not a good idea. Uh, it, hey, I'm naive. All right, I was yeah. just wondering. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no I got you. I got you. No stupid questions, right? Right. 
Um, who else? Who else? Uh, I just I don't even. I think Heidi Katz is not monitoring their Twitter enough, or they're just. What about like? like yeah, that's what, some like food. You keep wanting to get DiGiorno's in. Those guys are all. That's too easy. I got sick Dude, eating I'm a DiGiorno's staring... pizza once. I was. I'm not a fan. All of right, whatever Kelby just said. Definitely made sure that we're not going to get. Clip Whoa. it. Tweet it at DiGiorno's. <laughs> let them know. It was so good. He got sick. Yeah. It made this pizza is sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we just killed the Desordo tat. So, How like, let's see. Rolls? How about Totino's pizza rolls? All right. I'm just looking at. I like I'm looking, being, I'm looking at being nocturnal for a month, and I would love some free microwavable food for late night. Okay. Uh, Twitch. Okay. Twitch chat. No, Wendy's. There's too many people trying to get at Wendy's. Wendy's uh, is hot shit, dude. That's like the hottest girl in the yeah, class dude. Right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's. Uh, we're not. Gonna... No chance. Yeah. Um, Twitch chat, come up with some brands. Mark is going to go get another caller for us um, as we move along. I'm totally willing to double down on tight Guys, p- Hot Pockets and Pizza Rolls, come on. Try to be, just uh, aspire to be a yeah. little bit of a classier group of people here. All right? Yeah. All right. We we don't need bagel bites. Come, come the fuck on. All right? Don't play into that stereotype shit. You, know? get something you guys good. are ridiculous. Get something good here. All right? Uh, Tesla. All right. We're not going for that. Uh, Trojan. Again, no sex sponsors. What? Red Why Lobster. not? Safe sex is important, Travis. Do you know that safe sex is way more effective in the public school system than abstinence only education? Granny Smith apples. People are just naming the things that are sitting on the table. Tinder already is any sports. Morton salt. Morton salt's a good one, but I don't think like salt sells itself. They don't nearly need to do much marketing. That's what you think, dude. All right. Planned Parenthood. We're, we're moving on. Uh, Prador. Prador is here. What do you want to talk about? Or where are you calling from, Prador? I'm calling from Finland. From Finland. Holy moly. What time is it in Finland? It's a bit over seven. Oh, past seven. Um, well, welcome to the show. Is it? I hear Finland is very cold. Actually, summer was quite warm here. Okay. It was like 20 Celsius all time. Okay. I would like to come there sometime. Uh, Finland, I've heard good things. What uh, do you want to talk about in the show tonight? That Fnatic is West's only chance to make top four at this Worlds. Fnatic is the West's only chance to make top four at Worlds. I am not surprised to hear a person from Finland coming up with this take. This is a very appropriate take for for a Finland person. Why, why Fnatic? Well, they have... Only group that they can actually make first, in my mind, Team Liquid could get, get second and then maybe beat Fnatic or Flashwolf, but it's not that likely. And <clears throat> Capsis has is best player in the West and actually can carry that team to the top four, in my mind. Okay, so, the, so Fnatic has the best chance at making top seed which gives them the best chance of getting a good matchup in quarters. Um, and you don't think any of the other te- – you don't believe in Team Liquid? Why, because their group or because the team or both? Uh, basically, I don't believe in Team Liquid that much, and then they have KT, which is like favorites to win Worlds in my mind. Oh, yeah? Okay. Why KT? Because I hear a lot of people say like RNG or Gen G, but why KT? They win – Individual talents can match actually RNG in my mind and even be better. Mm. And 
hold out bot lane with Deft and Matsa against RNG. Yeah. Which is RNG's win condition in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, All I said right, this okay. on stream the other day, I and I somewhat agree with you on the, the KT Team Liquid thing, because, uh, you know, Double Lift Ole, they had a hard time with Deftly and, and Matt, so I don't know how they're going to do against Deft and Mata. You know, like, that's... Moving on. That's a joke. Well, but do Deft and Mata play Heimerdinger? Maybe they will at Worlds. I don't know. Um, I mean, this guy is right. Can we just move on to the next caller? (laughs) I mean, Mark, do you agree with this? Let's let's at least talk about why we both agree. Yeah. (laughs) Mark, go for it. Um, I think Fnatic versus IG is a little scary. Uh, But Rookie feels like one of those players who can go pretty boom or bust. Your webcam turned off. What the fuck, dude? Wait, now it's now it's not the right webcam. Kelby, why don't you? You have agree? multiple. You have multiple cams. Uh, uh, I'm on a laptop. Of I, I I agree because I think that um, like if I look at the Western teams and their groups and who like they have the best matchup against as far as like who the competition for the number one spot is, I think that Fnatic against IG from what I know, is probably the best chance of them like sniping the number one spot. Um, and then I think that sniping the number one spot is what's obviously most important as far as determining you having a good quarterfinals matchup and putting yourself in a position where you get uh, an easier trip to semis, which is what we're talking about, right? Um, and Fnatic, I think also, yeah, they have super good players, uh like individually very strong i think caps is like like this is like potentially like his moment like his worlds to to really like step up and perform at an international level uh and yeah i i i don't think there's anybody else prador's only prador your take was not that they are the best chance but they are the only chance right right yeah that's true Maybe Team Liquid has like one percent to win KT and <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a generous gift that yeah. you gave us. One percent. Uh, we couldn't get two out of you. Just one. I I think Team Liquid's at like six percent. One and a half. Okay, we'll split the difference. One and a half percent chance Team Liquid could make it. That's that's polite. Are we talking about one percent chance of all realities, or like <laughs> when you say between fanatic this reality? Yeah. Well, I just mean like Fnatic versus TL, who's more likely to make it? Because I think like probably well, less than one percent of the time, Team Liquid in all realities makes it. But like I think compared to Fnatic, there may be like a 15 percent chance. All right, I don't want to talk about the multiverse on this show. I think that it starts to make the predictions a little complicated. But it's parallel really timelines? Not, not really that hard. Keep up. Yeah. What? What? Come on, Travis. This is your first time talking about the multiverse. Kelvin, you've been using that voice way too much lately. Oh, I was about to ask what that, who like was that me? He, he it started because no, no, no. he started <laughs> making fun of people playing WoW on Discord with us. I would never. And then, uh, and then he and specifically about um, oh if those people oh. were able to uh. get cat, laid. Uh, no, enjoy wow, casual Mark, propagation. Ridiculous. Anyway, um, and so now now he's just gone into it uh either way it's actually it's actually how i normally speak i talk in a voice for you guys all the time like this 
so possibilities, right? Team Liquid gets first seed by some insane chance, and then they can hopefully pick a couple of the weaker two seeds. Or Fnatic gets the one seed, Team Liquid gets the two seed, and Team Liquid gets Fnatic, and we get the head-to-head rematch. I think that'd be the dopest timeline. Yeah, I agree. The only problem is for EU fans then is that like, NA fans would like twist it in their mind where they're like, Fnatic had such an easy road to semis. All they had to do was beat us. And then they shit on themselves while shitting on EU. Dude, I would love an NA-EU uh, quarterfinal matchup where one of them goes to semis. I think I think it sounds really like hype, but I still think it'd be just so funny hearing the other region call the other region not good because all they had to do was beat themselves. Like that, <laughs> that little bit of logic to me is just going to be so funny if that happens. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I think I think NA versus EU to get to semis would be hype as fuck. I yeah. so I'm going to take. I don't think I disagree with Prador that Fnatic is the West's only chance. I think anything could happen, and I think specifically Team Liquid could do something to get their their way. Is there. Fnatic the favorite though? Dude, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He didn't say Fnatic is the best chance. He said they are the only chance. I'm I saying, know, right? So I asked you: Are this, they our best chance? This is my summary of Travis. This show, guys, anything could happen. I'm going to take the most neutral, least controversial How stance. How is that me? Possible. This show, I've only no, I've only done that once. Well, you know, and I, that's because the point was, is this the only way this can happen? No, right, earlier so. you were when we were talking about the hundred T thing. You were like, I don't think, but I want to say in case this ends up on Reddit, you know, that I think that anything could happen. So, Travis, specifically, do you think who is in your mind are the West best chance for, for semis? Let me look at the groups and pull these up. <laughs> take, take a look here. Um, oh, team vitality. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Very nice. It's basically fanatic or CL, <laughs> dude. Like, you don't know, it's, diff- it's difficult. What about 100T? What uh, about clutch? Um, <laughs> you, you can see mine. I do, I do think clutch, clutch is the best them. chance for the West. <laughs> um, I don't know. Vitality. I do think they have a lot of vitality, and that's what you're going to need to be able to get through an eight-day right. grind for groups. TL or Fnatic, Travis. To be fair for vitality, like anything could happen, right? Like, what if everybody on Genji and RNG all got food poisoning for the entire group stage? Fnatic or TL, Travis? I don't make me say this, Mark. Don't make me say it. Please don't say it. Say it. So that way people I can- said it. We all say what we think. We were it's fanatic, man. On. Just say fanatic. We all say fanatic. I love you, Peter. Fanatic has a better chance of making semis. You know what? If Travis says, uh, you know, as always, Travis. as always, North America got screwed on the group draw. <laughs> and I think, I think when you consider in the factors of, you know, how we got screwed on the group draw, fanatic is, uh, you know, they've got the easier path. Why was that like pulling teeth? Do you love double if that much? No, I want North America to actually do well for one fucking year. Mark, is that so hard to believe? We oh, all somebody do. could yeah, like could do. be hopeful just, for North America. Just fanatics more likely. That's all, yeah. That's all yeah. It is. If we have low expectations, we can't be hurt that much, you know? So we all agree with Predor to some degree. 
All right. You won, Praetor. You called in. You said your thing. You asserted your big EU dick dominance over these <laughs> NA plebs. But we're coming. We're coming for your talent what in the offseason. Steve's coming with that checkbook. I want to see caps on an word. NA team next year. It's a different word. What? Please don't steal caps from us. Praetor's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, really shit. good in an NA uniform, okay? Praetor, just remember. The better your teams do, the more in demand they'll be in North America. Okay, so yeah. just every yeah. time, every time your your one of your teams gets a win, just realize that's another zero that they're adding to the check, uh, the salary for that player. Yeah, Brador, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Uh, people in chat saying take Methy back. TL caps poggers. <laughs> hot, hot swap. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next caller. A uh, couple of shout outs. Um, uh, uh, where were we? Vichy Thrush. Uh, I think I haven't done one. Okay. Vichy Thrush sent 400 bits all day, every day, three months. Great War 666 was the sub. Sludy Chummy resub for six months. OG Maru subbed. Uh, Quickie Girl 69, Flurry, Korean Vibes, uh, Girlish Menace, reset for Raz, what are you? Why did you post that picture on Twitter? Glute, and then glute, uh, Kevin donated $10. I saw you in chat work. earlier. Wondering if you could start Hotline League at an earlier time for people in the Eastern Time Zone from Louis, Louisville. Kate. We've tried it earlier, and the viewership is not as good. Uh, Glulix is here. Hey, Glulix, uh, how's it going? Good. How are you, Travis? You're very quiet. Uh, can you get a little closer to your microphone? Uh, yeah. Is that is that better? That's way yeah. better. I also turned you up, so I think the combination okay. worked well. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Alabama, actually. Alabama. Okay. Well. Yeah. Did you know that that is the first state alphabetically in the listing of all 50 states? Yes, I did know that. Well, we've all learned a lot yeah. tonight. Uh, yeah. Silence. <laughs> where would you? What What would you like to talk about on the show tonight? Um, kind of in contrary to the last caller, I feel like Fnatic is a bit overhyped. Like 2016 TSM was. Um, they got a group where they drew IG, and IG barely lost to RNG in spring and summer. And Fnatic's overall record against RNG is very poor. I think they've only won one game. And at Rift Rivals, they beat a water, in my opinion, a watered down 100 Thieves with Brandini and Levi. And I feel like someday is just a better top laner than Brandini. No offense to him. But yeah, and also I feel like Levi may have, may have had some communication issues with English not being his first language. So I think 100 Thieves may be a lot stronger. And at MSI, they dropped a game to Evos. So I think it's not too crazy that Fnatic drops a game to, I guess, G-Rex or the International Wildcard. So I was just wondering your guys' opinion on Fnatic being a bit overhyped. You know what? I agree. Fanatic is overhyped. Team Liquid is our best <laughs> chance to make it to quarters. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, you're completely right. I, I don't know. I don't know. On paper, Fnatic looks. I think they look pretty good, but just I, I just have a, a weird feeling about it. 
So one thing that I saw that was a little scary to me when I was digging into Fnatic was that they actually had a negative 1500 gold differential at 10 or 15 in playoffs, uh, which is a little scary. Um, now, 100 Thieves is not the team to exploit that at all. They suck in the early game. <laughs> right, right. They're <laughs> like ending games quickly. Um, but I could see a world where like, yeah, okay, IG 2 is them. Maybe somehow 100 Thieves just plays them close one time and then like maybe they get kaboomed. Because remember, Group D's number one seed has never gotten out. Or maybe it's the last three years hasn't gotten out. Right. Uh, it's never gotten I, out. I feel like best of ones are just very volatile. So I can see a world know. where like, yeah, some wildcard team comes in, does some crazy shit. Because uh, right, you look at Albus Knox, what they did two years ago. Or even just last year, what uh, Gigabyte Marines did to them because they're like, right. we didn't know that they were going to do weird shit. It's like, did you watch it at, at MSI? Uh, right. Fnatic's last world, their first week performance was pretty god awful. So, you know, I, I just I feel like they may be overhyped, to say the least. Um, so either way, I can see a world where they're overhyped, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm there with you. I need to. There's a couple like there's a couple of red flags maybe that I think you can point to with this team, but I don't. I don't think I'm quite ready to be like, "Yep, hundred thieves is getting out over them." I'm not saying they do get out over. Hundred thieves does get out over Fnatic. I'm. I'm just saying there is that possibility that because like in 2016, every everybody was like, "Oh, TSM, you know, they're gonna get out. They're gonna get out." But you know, just Look what happened. Is yeah. it, does that would that mean that Europe is a really uh, poor region then? If the best team from EU is not that good, well, uh, be, I don't think so. Also, to be fair, like the negative fifteen hundred gold CSD, like they also won on average in thirty minutes. Like they would shit on people in the mid game, as well as the fact that like SKT last year made it to finals and they had a similar stat as well heading into world championships. I mean, obviously the Korean team, so negative 1500 versus Korean teams isn't as, as concerning going up against other regions, but I'm just saying that like teams sometimes are not great early game teams and it's not like the end of the world for them because they know how to come back. And like, I know it feels like one of those teams. I know this isn't uh, directly related to this, but it's on my mind right now. I just want to ask. So I don't, I don't feel bad about it. Is there a world where Cloud9 ends up in Group B and makes it out? Pretty much no. Of everything we've talked about tonight, that is the least likely thing to have happen, I think. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> of everything we've talked about tonight, outside of me saying like NA winning Worlds is a 10 on crazy, like C9 getting into Group B and getting out is... is yeah. Is up there. Why? Because one, C9 has to make it there. They have to pick up the wins that they quote unquote should get against Vitality, which, you know, who knows if they are even expected to be favorites against Vitality. I'm not convinced, depending on what they do with their roster and if Blabber is playing well or not, uh, because we've seen him choke in playoffs a little bit. Then you have to figure factor that the best Chinese team and arguably the best team in the world. RNG is going to choke. Or 
Gen G, the previous world champions and like super talented, hard, badass motherfuckers who like as things get more and more tense, they seem to do better are going to choke. Have you seen Zazel's beard, though? It's he's you talk about hard, badass motherfuckers. Dude, I, know, I feel like I just, this whole I, call is amnesia town, man. It's like, just how, n- I mean, it's just I don't like writing them off so early. I feel like there's got to be some crazy thing that could happen. You know, it's worlds. Crazy Anything things could happen, happen right? <laughs> hey guys, you know, I'm not saying I think C9 is going to get Well, now I'm just leading into it, okay? If Calvin's going to make this claim, why not? I'll be that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't think Fnatic's overrated. I'm not even convinced C9 is a, f- like favorite verse vitality and then you're telling me that they're also going to beat one of these other two like, dude oh what happens God. every single year at worlds guys and they get shit on yeah and in the you, second how week does EU do in the second week marginally the second week i would say significantly better EU's not every made, time uh, well you made semis last misfits look so fucking good last year actually like they took skt to game five and C9 took W two to one. C9 was up two to one against who? We. They're not as impressive. World SKT. Elite. Did World S- Elite make the final? SKT looked like hot poop. They, I mean, they were SKT terrible. SKT made the final. Okay. Three O. They got three O'd by the team that three O'd WE. Yeah. What's your point? Faker, bad player. I don't think you can make a case that SKT was demonstrably better than WE. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about team strength, Mark. Like, that's just, you know, that's a losing, that's a losing battle. But I, I'm saying historically, there's a trend with Europe performing better. I don't think that, I think that Fnatic looks really good. I, not to meme, I'm not, I'm actually not going to meme on this one. I just, because I, because I'm so serious about how I, I think that I, I have a lot of belief in Fnatic and I have zero belief in 100T. None. I think that those games are going to be shit stomps. Damn, you think they like roll them? Yes, I, I think mean, that Fnatic is juiced. This dude, one, is, I think they, I think they're coming in super highly motivated, and I just have a gut feeling a hundred T's motivation level is like meh, and yeah, that, I, I, and that Fnatic is going to see a hundred T, and you put the fucking boot on the throat, and you just push down because EU loves to beat NA. Dude, what is this? Like, you you fucking shit on EU all year, and then Worlds comes around, and you're you're riding their dick. Is this Real like rec- a- Yes. You know why? Because because you don't want to get impo- clipped. No, no, no. Because no. this is important. All right. When I I got that, I'm not a team owner, but I got the team owner mindset. You know, the EU players, they're watching back through the clips, and you know when you're when you're approaching them in the off season, you're like, dude, I know you've got the sauce. You need to come here, man. This is like we can do it. This is the vision, you know. But no, in all honesty, like they're they're just they're just better. I, I've never denied that they're better. I've just always said that we would just buy them out, and that's fine because then they'll come to NA. They're that's our true. farm system. That's true. I really appreciate what Europe develops for North American viewers. I think they've produced a lot of great talents for us, and I really appreciate it. I want them to keep that legacy going. What happens if Europe stopped producing semifinals teams for NA? Is this also assuming NA didn't start getting semifinals? Now I'm going down own? the meme path because you took me here. 
<laughs> Kelby. Yeah. Is there anything stylistically that Fnatic does that you say they'll stomp 100 Thieves? Just yeah, individually, I think that... So, like, I don't think that Someday is going to, like, walk all over top lane, and I think right. that mid and bot are just going to, like, shit on 100 T in matchups. Like, obli- like Doublelift and Ole, I would probably say are, like, on equivalent le- level uh, to mm-hmm. Fnatic spot lane, or maybe even people would say Fnatic spot lane is better. Doublelift and Ole gave... 100 T's bot lane, the D. The D. Just completely put them into the ground. And then you have Caps, who I think everybody is saying is like best mid in the West, maybe best player in the West. And he's going up against who? Ryu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my, yeah, Ryu. Yeah. Just no. Just. The only point I'll contest with Kelby in that whole and they, they're super slow. Like like Mark was saying. Sorry to interrupt you, Mark. I know Go it's been a trend it. tonight. But as Mark was saying, stylistically, they're not exploitative of Fnatic's biggest weakness because they play so slow. You need to get Fnatic early, and they're not the team to get Fnatic early. So you're gonna match up against Fnatic in their best part of the game, and they're just gonna, and they're just way better than you. 100T is the fourth best team going to Europe or going to Worlds from North America. <laughs> team Liquid wrote their fucking ticket. The only point I'm going to ch- ch- change in this little rant that Kelby had was Reckless is really good. He's just not lane dominant. He's, he's like Sven. So I don't yeah. think they'll shit on 100 Thieves bot lane because 100 Thieves bot lane plays pretty safe. So I think you'll see both bot lanes play really safe. So I think what happen is nothing will happen unless it's Caps shitting on mid lane with the jungler, with Broxa. And then if that doesn't happen, come 15, 20 minutes, Fnatic just starts making plays all over the map on them. Yeah. So I, I agree, in essence. I, I think Fnatic will, sh- will But I will say, it's Worlds, and anything can happen. All right, Glulix, thank you so much for the call. <laughs> all right, thank you, Travis. Yeah. All right, uh, before we move on, um, one Mark, do we have a uh, <clears throat> like the viewer reward system and setting in the queue? What? A, the top a topic about the new viewer reward system that Riot's putting out? No. Oh, we don't have one in the no queue. one talked. No one talked about that. Okay, well maybe we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the show. It's just good to know. Secondly, I just wanted to address this. Um, did you guys see the interview with Quickshot that's on the subreddit? Yes. Well, I didn't watch it. I, I read, read the comments yeah, yeah. and read the, his his like clip out that everyone was talking. No. So Kelby. Yeah. So the quote in this is, <laughs> yeah. I would really like to dispel that the decision was made because of budget and that it is about money. All right. That's the headline. Wait, what are we talking about? This is, oh, the, the uh, sorry, that uh, world's production is taking place in North America. The casters okay, are sure. playing there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And, and Quickshot did an interview and like in it, he said that line. Yeah, he said that. Okay, yeah. Right. And then the, he follows it up with, there's more to unpack. One of the big things I would like to spell was that the decision was made because of budget, and that is about money. One of the big reasons we're doing this is to uh, stay localized, and this time in L- LAX, because we have a phenomenal control room, insane amount of tech, tools, hardware, software, and a centralized location that we've invested millions of dollars into. Uh, he goes on and he says, you know, blah, blah, blah. You have to rent millions of dollars of hardware for weeks and weeks on end to produce shows. Think about the graphics packages, uh, lighting controls, etc. Do you know what kind of software you need to root for all that? 
the reason I really want to try to hop on the production side is that people don't really think about what goes on. There's all these staff, all these people. Uh, you have to uplift their lives and travel five weeks to go to Korea and China. And then you have to like, uh, he goes in at some point in time, he says like, you have to house these people or something. He has to get like hotel rooms or something. It's just very funny. Cause he basically got roasted by Reddit because he goes, I'd like to dispel the myth that it's all about budget and it's about money. And then he just talks about money. The and then just time. talks about budget and money. Now, later and on, you had two other riot employees already come out and say that it's about money. Yeah. So quick shot says later on came the into the one? thread. Later on came in. Well, the they thread. had, sorry, go ahead. Later on came in the thread and said, I 100% could have made this point a little bit more clearer. It's not about money only. <laughs> <laughs> The size of our broadcast team, the hardware, the impact on personal lives, the comfort of tools and systems people work on every single LCS week. There's a lot more to consider, and that was the main thing I was hoping to get across. Um, I just think it's yeah. really funny. Like, I get that it's nice to not have to send people across the world. But in my mind, you're going to have these people working at like four in the morning. Like their yeah. whole schedule is going to get turned around. You cannot tell it. me. What's that, Mark? I said I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Mark's, Mark's at home, dude. You cannot tell me that pinning all your production stuff with their families and their lives right. on a, like, I sleep during the day and then wake up and start going to the studio at night and I'm there all night long and I come back home and sleep. That That is not uprooting your lives with your families and all that stuff. So I just I I wanted to call this out on Hotline League because I think it's such bullshit whenever people try to say that this is about all these other things. Like it is it like to the extent that then you get called out and you have to say, "Oh yeah, it's not about money only." So here's the thing. Yes, you can say that it's not about money only because there are always going to be extra things you can like come up with like, "Huh, well, there's like this added benefit and this added benefit and this added benefit, but that's not why this is happening. It's happening because of money. So it just, it, it drives me crazy because it's just very disingenuous. Um, you know, like they are now put in this situation because of Vedius who said on stream, that's about money. Otherwise they would have pretended the entire time that it wasn't about money. And it drives me crazy. So wait, you love Vedius then? No, I don't love Vedius. I just think it's hilarious. Oh, okay, I thought I thought you were saying like Vedius was like the hero in this. No, story. no, no. I don't think he's the hero. I'm or saying that like real. Riot got cut with their foot in their mouth, and now they have to own up to the fact that it is somewhat about money. And I think that they would have tried to pass this off as if it wasn't money the entire time, like this was all part of the plan. But like, I just don't, I don't buy it. You are flying. European casters and people to LA to cast like in the middle of the night. That is what you are doing. They are uprooting their lives. I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy that. This is like, Oh, somehow such a better system that we've come up with. It's just, it drives me crazy. Kelby, who was the other guy? You said two. Uh, well, Derek was, Right, this is that's his. Uh, yeah, fear, Derek. Uh, fear yeah, one. yeah, Derek was oh, on the posted in the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think it's like. I mean, I just think that probably here, Quickshot got caught in like some poor phrasing where like I can totally understand like 
and you know he's yeah. being the company he's being the company guy is coming out and saying like hey guys it's not just a budget thing there are other things to consider and the way that he said it originally it sounds like the statement it sounds too much like oh it's not a budget thing at all yeah and that look that's fine i i don't mean to and like this is you know i don't know where this is going to go or what's going to happen but uh or if it'll just be youtube comments or something or if quick shot we'll see this later i don't mean <laughs> to like call out quick shot even though I get that that's how it is. My frustration is not with QuickShot. My frustration is with the way that this has been packaged up and presented because you kind of try, like, my, my frustration is at the messaging because I've seen this in yeah. multiple places. Yeah. The messaging is, oh, well, we don't want to have to uproot and travel all these people, but, like, you, you are sticking them on a crazy-ass schedule, like, and that doesn't get responded to. All right. Like, great. You have this great control room. Um, you can get those tools elsewhere. You're referencing that you can. You can buy. You can, like, rent that stuff. Um, so the real thing that you're really leaning on is that you don't want to uproot all these people. And it's, like, better experience for a podcast crew. I just don't see how it is. You're putting them on a very unnatural schedule. They're, like, going to sleep when the sun is coming up. And then, meanwhile, you've got your casters casting in empty rooms. Yeah. Like, r- r- I just don't get it. Riot is making the 100T mistake right now, or made the 100T mistake, or didn't even do it, but like had the unfortunate circumstances of dealing with the, the fallout from the Vettius thing of like not controlling the messaging around something that's actually really important. Like 100T doesn't control the messaging around their roster things, and they let players go out and say whatever. And Riot, Unfortunately, thanks to 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 Vettius's comment and getting the traction, to, and then also not responding appropriately, is now I think dealing with uh, a much harder situation than if they would have just like initially come out and said, "Hey, this is the change. This is the logic behind it. Cons, pros. Yeah. Hope you guys understand. We're excited for Worlds." So Alex Shepard ninety nine says Travis Gaffers is the personification of Reddit Bronze critique of Riot. And then I see other people in here who say, oh, Matt Goody says, chill. I go to sleep as the sun rises, too. Uh, we've got a couple of callers we got to get through in the next 15 minutes. But I have an open invitation here. If you feel like this is a good decision, call in and let's talk about it. Oh, boy. Um, Let me tell you about Travis, why I love it. I get to go home and sleep in my bed every night. Yeah. I enjoy being nocturnal. The end. Mark. They never send you to Worlds anyway. This doesn't change anything for you. Uh, Wait. Are you not going to Worlds this year, Mark? Mark can't say anything because he's... uh, The broadcast talent hasn't been announced yet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, My bad. Secondly... Not trying to get... They don't don't normally send him to Worlds. He usually... Like, he... They... They bring in the the full-time employees. Mark, I think you're worthy of going to Worlds. Me too, dude. I think I'm better than every single other person who appears on camera for Riot Games. It's not about being better. I just think that you're worthy of going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll see this time. Yeah. I live right down the street, Riot. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, GW, GWAS Chaos. Well, That's the last thing I'll say before we go grab the next person. Not to defend Riot because I think they are wrong for not being on site, but I think you grossly underestimate just how expensive it is to have to rent all that equipment and use all that equipment on site. I do not underestimate it at all. While I was at Yahoo, I learned tremendous amounts of information about just the obscene cost that it takes to get a satellite truck, to get the equipment, etc. My frustration, again, is that 
uh, this is being presented or that this is being presented as more than a cost saving thing. It's fine if it's a cost saving thing. I disagree with it, but like at least it's a, understood that it's a cost saving thing. I just disagree with sort of the other ways in which this has been presented. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next caller. Mark, you want to go grab somebody? Um, let's see. Uh, Fallen time subbed with a Twitch time or Twitch sub. Double JJS subbed with Twitch Prime. Rush come home. Bible thump uh, <laughs> for ten months. I love that. Uh, Lonely Link HS has subbed. Mister Man three subbed. And I am Elvis four resub for seven months. Great show. You, you started on time. Also, this resub was in hopes for Kelby to share the world story from being number one wingman. Um, it was just an inside joke. I don't want anything. Wait, it's not. There's no story there. Um, we've got Dojuf the Mojo. You don't have to lie to people, Travis. You can just say that you're not comfortable with that sh- story being Kel- shared. Kelby, we're trying to move on to the next caller. Wait, what's going on? Everyone's spamming Rush and sad faces. Yeah, somebody's uh, saying Come yeah. Home Rush subbed. Uh, Dojo uh, of the Mojo is calling. Where are you calling from, Dojo of the Mojo? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. And what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about C9's eventual decision on a six-man roster, and specifically that I think it would be best if they left Spinscaren off of it. Um, I have a couple reasons for this. The first is that the meta seems like it's moving in more of a skirmishy direction, with things like Thresh and Pike getting buffs, uh, Assassins being higher priority, and also champions like Zillion and Galio that enable aggressive team comps to be played more effectively, being picked more. And I think Blabber being strong on champions like Nocturne, Kindred, Camille, and things of that nature, which Sven has not shown to be as effective on, is more conducive to C9 succeeding. And then the other reason is that we've seen with Blabber's playstyle that he can play around all three lanes in a more proactive manner than Sven can, especially around like a topside for sure. Uh, we saw it in the regular season and then in, again in the gauntlet with like that nocturne head combo that was just disgusting. Rest in peace headband. Um, but yeah, just because of his ability to be more proactive around all lanes and play Gary carry junglers and just sort of be more in your face. He, uh, I think he gives C9 a better chance to succeed and like force other teams to play more defensive and place more defensive vision and like that limits their proactive. Oh, Kelby. So you want to leave Golden Glue at home? Right. No, he wants to take Golden Glue, right? He wants to leave Sven. Oh, excuse me. He wants to leave Sven at home? Yeah. Yes. He wants to yeah, take Golden Glue. Ooh. I want to take Golden Glue. Yeah. Ooh. That's so risky. Yeah, because from what we saw out of everything from the end of the season, when both people were kind of getting some playing time in the regular season through playoffs and gauntlet, I think I agree with what you're saying. We're like C9 absolutely looks their best when Blabber is performing, but we've seen him struggle in playoffs a little bit. Uh, we've seen Golden Glue struggle in playoffs. We've seen Jensen look completely fine in all situations. Uh, and we've also seen Golden Glue's champ pool is not super different, whereas it does feel like Sven and Blabber do have those two very different champ pools. So to me, I don't think I agree. I think, Blabber, I think if, if C9 have any chance of making noise at Worlds and like doing shit, it's going to be off the fact that Blabber steps up and has like a contracts esque performance, like we saw last year when Contracts was on like Ezreal and Graves in the jungle. Uh, and if he can't do that, I don't think the Svenskaren roster is like 
inventive enough and crazy enough to, to do stuff. But I still think you bring Sven on the off chance that like, you know, he chokes and he's just not playing well and you have to swap things up. So I think Jensen looks like he works well with both. Right. Right. I, I guess my one counterpoint to that would be that golden glue had a winning record in the playoffs and Jensen did not. Jensen went one and four and golden glue was two and one. Like he played those three games on Malzahar and looked pretty good. Um, and I actually, go ahead. That's, you, you could say the same thing with blabber. Basically blabber lost a bunch of games in playoffs too. But then what about the gauntlet? That was Jensen oh, and Blabber yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, Jensen. Jensen, Jensen looked like a god for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I don't. I don't care about a win rate when you're talking about pods, right? So like, con, uh, what's his name? Uh, Blabber was like one in four or zero and three in the games that he was playing, and Jensen was like five and one. So I don't care that Jensen lost those games when his jungler was was doing nothing that we had seen out of him for the first eight games he played. I don't hold that against Jensen. So I don't think the win rate should matter very much of that. Regardless, I think that C9 is impacted the most by the limit to the roster in going to Worlds. And it's it's kind of it's kind of sad for me that I feel like all those guys deserve to go. And they're not all going to get to go. Uh, I really wish that they could all go. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's a lot of rosters that had pretty big lineups. Yeah, but they like well. actually like rotated like at least in NA C nine like used the depth yeah. of their roster more than anybody else by far. Well, definitely. I mean, I think no one will dispute the fact that <clears throat> in North America, they're the ones that are disadvantaged by the rule. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I I guess my only take on this uh, topic would be, I think heading into Worlds, you've seen Golden Glue start to show like a glimmer of coming out um, of sort of like the weird shell that he or the community or everybody had put him in. I don't know if that's enough to uh, bring him instead of Sven, who I think has far more international experience, Um, especially whenever Jensen is generally considered like a pretty consistent, strong mid laner. Uh, I don't know. It feels like a too big of a risk um, to sort of make that decision. So I don't know. That is my take. Uh, Dojo, thank you so much for your call. We have to yep. hurry along because we got three more callers, but I will. Uh, I want to thank you. Yeah, awesome. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, have a good one. The one thing Thanks, to throw in here at the end is I just think C9 will, will... It sounds like, based on what we heard in the regular season in the playoffs, it sounds like they're pretty... They use scrim results pretty heavily in who they decide to use. So, like, if Blabber goes and they're scrimming good international teams and Blabber is popping off and doing well... I could see a world where they're just like, Blabber, we 100% believe in you. You're the guy. We're bringing Jensen and Golden Blue. But that would 100% hinge on how scrims went. Alex Shepard99 donated $5 and says, this is a spicy content I sub for. Mark, bring our next victim. All righty. Wait, did you add someone to it? I mean, I, I extended an open invitation and somebody took me up on it. All right, I'll Whoa. do them last then. Okay. Um, as Mark is getting the next caller, wondering why Skype is blinking. How's it going, Twitch chat? Just want to say I really appreciate all you guys. You're the best. You make the show so fun. Hey, Knox is here. Knox, where are you calling from? St. Louis. 
St. Louis. I Another St. Louis. It seems like we're getting a lot of calls from the same area. Knox, um, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Pull off hot takes, so let's just drop one. C9 is going to be the only one making it to semis because of their innovation, like Hecram Top, the Zillion Kindred. And you can't really plan for that in a best of one. You can in a best of five, so I think they'll make semis. I don't think they'll win it. Let's say... Yeah, semis. Are you trolling us, dude? It's okay. Like, if, if you got on the show and, like, you know, you're just like, hey, I made it on air. Look, thing, it's going to be really funny. We're trolling, you know, Mark and Kelby and Travis. Let's see how they take it. That's fine. You got us. No, like, no, no. Knox is, I, Knox is making. The, the, reason, the reason behind that is because I think, like, don't get me wrong. I think Doublelift is an amazing player, but I think overall, like, Team Liquid, they're too one style. And I think too many teams can beat them at their one style where it's get double effect and protect them. I think a lot of the teams can beat them at their own style and take advantage of mid and top. I think X Smith, he's actually going to do really well and just be consistent. And then as has been said with the, the hundred thief hate chat too slow. So unless they step that up and someday just goes God mode. Kind of cutting out a little bit. But, but, but how does con nine make it out of their group? I think they're going to have like some surprise picks and kind of cheese their way out. Who honestly. doesn't <laughs> cheese, cheese their way out of an RNG Gen G group. This it sounds is, very intimidating. Uh, which, which who doesn't make it Gen G or RNG? I'm going to go RNG. RNG doesn't make it. <laughs> Woo. Let's go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was kind of a 50, 50, but. And then, so wait, are they getting first in the group or are they going to get second and then beat a one seed from another group? And then beat a one seed. Okay. So, so they are beating our, they're, they're making it into the group B they're beating RNG through their next level cheese after getting three owed by TL in the final. And then they are beating the one seed from another group in the quarterfinals to make it to semis. And that's only dependent on like Blabber continues what he did in Gauntlet and not what he did against TSM. So it's all based on Blabber. You're betting big on Blabber. Yeah, you know the 18 year old rookie, no pressure or anything. Uh, you would have you would you would have been able to like get me excited if you said like I think some funny shit's gonna happen in Gauntlet and somehow C9 won't get into Group B. You mean plans? Uh, excuse me, plans. Right, make it Group B, but that's kind of I think the most likely. If they don't, that's awesome. Like they could kind of purposely lose. I don't know if that's a thing they would even think about. Knox, what do you think is the likelihood of your scenario arising? I have 30%. 30%. 30%. 30%. uh, Basically a one in three shot. How much C9 merch do you own? Yeah, dude. They have got Immortals. You've got Immortals? old immortals merch all right you don't believe it okay sorry go Uh, i will agree with some (laughs) of the stuff nox is saying like they have the weirdest play style and like they'll pull out new shit more so than any other team like 100 thieves and tl are are super like this is how we play the game yada yada yeah Yeah. they're good and that's not really great for surprising people in a best of one like team liquid's basically going to be like you know like a, a stat check boss like if they can beat whoever comes out and mad and they don't choke, they should be fine. C9 is the team that can actually like pull upsets against teams better than them. And 100 Thieves and TL, I don't really think can that often. But like, sure, yeah. I don't think Group B 
like you like the, you have to pull off crazy ass upsets not just like once and then you can beat a bunch of teams underneath you like there is no one underneath you coming in there's no free wins for c9 and group B. yeah tl might get some free wins or 100 thieves might get some free wins depending on who shows up so like that's where you lose me not that like c9 i would say c9 might be the best chance of upsetting someone of all the north american teams in a best of one sure but, but to do it over Six games. It's just ah no no no. Knox, no. uh, how do you well, I don't think Knox gonna really prepare for them? Because kind of how can can you, especially when you don't know the roster? I don't think currently. they need to. Right, like <laughs> Knox. How do you um? How do you think the Uzi and Sneaky matchup is gonna go? That depends on Zazel. Completely. Can kind of keep it even, then certainly, like, as long as they don't just feed their ass off. <laughs> well, I agree as long as they don't. Um, Mark? Uh, we need to start keeping cal- callers accountable, man. Mark, we are we at 30. We need to log we'll calls and opinions. Mark, 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 Knox puts it at 30%. What do you put the scenario at? What's the, your percentage on it? Did, didn't I say earlier that like C9 getting out of groups was one of the craziest things we had said that on the night? Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. getting out. RNG's not going, and uh, C9's getting out in the first seed. Well, so like f- forgetting all the stipulations, like first seed and this team. I mean, just just C9 getting out at all to me is mm-hmm. like one percent or lower. Probably can lower. I, can I ask you a hypothetical, Mark? Sure. What do you think is more likely? C9 making semis or TL making finals? C9 making semis. Because if C9 can get out of the group, they're probably good enough to beat a lot of other one seeds. Yeah, but that's like a big... This is like the whole clutch making waves at Worlds thing. Like They have to make it to Worlds to make waves. Right. Well, I just don't think... Which is a big if. Yeah, I just I don't see a North American team making finals at all. Well, yeah, Unless, yeah. I don't see like C9 Evan making semis. Well, like I can see a world where like crazy shit happens and somehow C9 I'm gets a-, a free ride in quarters. Yeah. But then when you get to semis, like you're legitimately always going up against such a monstrous team in semis. Yeah. And I like I'm asking you to evaluate saying, decimal like, points they're, here. They're winning semis at all. They'll probably get stopped. This is, I see. This is so interesting because you think that they're good enough to make it out of the group and beat a one seed, which means like that they're just good, right? Like and then C- they get C-9 stomped at semis. Why? why stop at semis? Yeah, C- I wouldn't C-9 stop can that. Do that. If they C-9 can beat RNG, the semi draw is going to be like just absolute destroying them. But and they I would have gone through the, three if, top if you, teams. Well, to, to be fair to Knox, he did say that they would do well because they're hard to plan for in a best of one. So maybe he starts losing faith in the best of five. But I don't know, dude. Just the pressure on Blabber and Zazel and even Licorice. Like, we, everyone, I think, even me, is forgetting Licorice is still a rookie. Like, these guys have never really played on the big stage until finals you're, this year. You're, you're talking yourself out of out of. I know, the- I know. <laughs> <laughs> now he's totally talking his way out of it man talking oh, everything before this is fine but he's like well they are rookies um so travis what do you think are the odds of this happening are you willing to take a definitive stance <laughs> well, on this one? Kelby, <laughs> let me tell you uh 
Peter, he said, you know, the odds of us making, I think, finals or semifinals, just something like that. He said in the interview that I did with him after he, he won fin- summer finals, he said it would be a miracle. But you know what he said after that, Kelby? He said, but it's worlds. Miracles happen at worlds. And so that's what I'm saying. Anything could happen. Uh, Knox's Knox's uh, supposition here, it's it's fine. By the way, do I just want to say. miracles happen at worlds, by the way? I do. Well, uh, what about TPA? I do want to say, uh, by the way, that this is why this is this show is the best. This show is the best. Because on the dive, yeah. there's going to be like really boring standard like, oh, yeah, group B. Cloud Nine's going to have a hard time. All right. This is the only show where you get shit like 30% chance of them beating RNG and making it out of first. Okay. Like this, this is where you get the fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, is, this is where you get the good stuff. Dude. Like this is where like the fans still like you feel the passion and the love for their scene like everyone who called in like the finnish guy was like fucking fanatics gonna make semis the dire wolves opl guy is like yeah we're gonna do great now we got the nac9 fan we're gonna fucking kill it like this is what i love about fandom that like you said you just don't get on that other shitty show the dive yeah (laughs) no i mean Knox. i will say this is a fantastic conversation topic. I just think you're crazy. Hey, Knox, thank you so much for calling in. Busy <laughs> time. Have a good one. And by the Thanks, way, man. by the way, congratulations on when you inevitably are right. And every, this is like the number one thing Dude, on you, the League of Legends yeah. subreddit of all Flip time. It. You will Flip be a prophet be god. Yeah. I'll be back either or way. Or you'll just be like everybody else who's wrong and never never brings this up again yeah (laughs) thanks dude now clip it i'll be back and show like the disappointed and the hurt feelings and everything yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. all right i'll catch you later that's swinging for for the fences that's the nice thing about being a fan when when you have a crazy prediction like this is like when you get it right it gets posted on the subreddit like three more times over the course of the year like that fucking guy who was like tsm's not making finals at all this year yeah yeah was that shampoo I forget. But there was somebody who also said that, uh, what was it? There was some take that I clipped out about how C9 wasn't going to make it into playoffs. And uh, that one got linked around a little bit too. By the way, uh, Cyronic Maestro subbed with Twitch Prime. Crazy Korean 63 gifted a sub to Rivington. And Stahil gifted a sub to Razzleplasm. Interesting thing, Rivington and Razzleplasm. It's September. For just one dollar, you can continue that sub, that gifted sub. Isn't that so nice? Isn't that so nice? We're only about uh, twenty-four subs out from my sub goal for the night. My, it's not up on screen, but you just got singed. Used uh, Twitch Prime. Thank you. You just got singed. Wayward is here. Wayward, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm from Iowa. Iowa. You've been on the show before. Uh, no, I'm. I've played with you as well and stuff. I'm one of James's friends. Normally, I just use like the user oh, volume. Oh shit! Yeah, option. I totally did not even connect the dots. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's uh, up? <laughs> well, either way, thank you for being a Twitch Prime sub, uh, and thank you for carrying me in WoW. Uh, both yeah. of those things are mutually appreciated. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to talk about on the show tonight? So uh, I had my topic picked out, and then you kind of like also threw down the gauntlet, which ties to it. My topic is that uh, I think that Worlds is actually a hindrance to the profitability of professional League of Legends. So I think that 
the fact that they didn't have MasterCard before this and they were essentially doing this on their own uh, made it so that all of the other regional finals and things like NA, EU, Korea, more or less didn't matter except for their seating and their way to worlds. So it left out the opportunity to sell out their um, promotional spots for their other individual regions and actually promote those brands. And they also have been promoting both the Riot Games and LOL Esports brand, which has created an issue with, I don't know if they're doing family branding or individual branding uh, to where they just cause enough confusion that their own top-notch uh, tournament is actually a hindrance to their own ability so to make money. I'm a little confused. Uh, you're, uh, you're saying that because Worlds wasn't sponsored before, it affected LCS's ability to get sponsors? Uh. Because Worlds wasn't sponsored before, it led them to make decisions like the one that they did this year where people aren't going over. Uh, you know, they're not casting on site. Okay. Uh, but ultimately, the presence of the championship, um, Worlds, is actually making it so that the other championships, the other finals and regional uh, competitions don't matter as much. So it's harder to sell those spots. To sponsors. Just one. To sponsors. Yeah. One minor correction, Worlds has been sponsored. Like they had the Acer Predator stuff and a couple other things uh, for the English broadcast. And I think the other language broadcasts all had their own. Yeah, China usually has well. a ton of different sponsors is my understanding. Like I think last year Sprite uh, sponsored and maybe like a, a vehicle. So China usually gets sponsors. The MasterCard thing is unique in that it's the first global sponsor. So right. it's not specifically right. limited to a a specific language. It's that you'll see MasterCard ads on every language broadcast, to my knowledge, all around the world. So, oh, yeah, Mercedes, says Itchy the Bear. So that's what's unique about this. But it's not that they haven't sold worlds before. It's that they they just this is the first global one. Does that change your argument at all, Wayward? Uh, no, because that, like, the argument before was more pertaining to what you were saying about, like, you know, this world's the the decision to not cast on site um, being an issue. I'm saying that like not having a global sponsor like that uh, and one that the numbers aren't really released on, but is like fair to say is m probably very considerable in size, uh, probably very much contributed to their decision to not go abroad for most of it. Kelby, you're kind of I'm, I'm super confused. I don't wait. How does the are you saying that the MasterCard sponsor for World Championships interferes with the ability for them to sell an A? No, I'm saying that the fact that they basically they award NA finals and then immediately right. just like check that under the bus. It doesn't even matter. They're going to Worlds. Um, like the fact that they take whoever wins NA, and honestly, it doesn't even have to be um, the winner of NA to take first well i guess that does technically qualify as worth first seed but like they more or less don't care about who wins each split um they care about what it does to worlds the fact that they put that much emphasis you're saying on they worlds, mean riot yeah the fact that the riot puts that much emphasis on worlds makes it harder to sell okay so the riot the other regions uh, the riot worlds brand uh undermines the um prestige of summer finals for each of the different regions. Uh, yeah. 
so that okay that is an argument that i've heard before not usually in relation to brands right which is that hey things feel great in north america when tsm wins uh summer finals everybody gets excited you lift up these champions and then you send them off to worlds and they fucking lose and worlds <laughs> is like undermining uh nalcs finals in that way like it doesn't feel as great whenever you go watch your teams lose you're saying uh specifically that uh the world's brand degrades the lcs finals and lcs championship brand by existing that brands can't get in on the most prestigious thing by sponsoring world champion or sorry sponsoring the summer finals instead they have to get in on worlds and that makes it less likely for people to spend uh on summer finals is that correct yeah okay kelby do you understand at least the argument he's making yeah I think I just uh, I, I think it's an interesting perspective and I could see why you could maybe get there. The thing that you have to consider, though, is I will I'll start off by saying that I think that I would I would disagree with you. Um, the, the second thing that I would I would say is like if you take away the world's narrative, what does that do to everything else and how does that impact the sustainability of the league the viewership of the league fan engagement and interest and then is that impact then something that diminishes the north american and all the regional products to a state where they are less valuable i i get what you're saying where like because the regional tournaments are not the penultimate tournaments like it's more difficult for us to monetize this specific region because winning the championship in North America isn't as important. But that's not how any, like every esport does that, right? Like, it, it, uh, unless you have a global league, which I mean, was what you would say for like CSGO and Overwatch, is that they're, they're essentially global competitors. I, I personally have never come across a scenario in my sales efforts uh, where like a brand pushed back because, oh, this team is good, but like if they win NA, uh, you know, like it doesn't really matter because they're going to go to Worlds and lose. Um, yeah, like uh, you want to capture eyeballs of a region. Most, most budgets that you have for sponsorships are regional. It's actually super rare that you're able to activate globally with a brand like Riot has been able to do um, with uh, MasterCard. Most of the time, the stuff that you're activating in, in eSports is like US focused um, because a lot of the brands even that you're dealing with, uh, we haven't like reached market penetration where we're dealing with global non-endemic brands uh most of the time like you'd see in traditional sports where like people are interested in activating across like all, all over the world um so like they care about na eyeballs and when you care about na eyeballs you tend to be more focused on the na region and then like all the stuff that comes along with worlds happens to be the sprinkling on top and you would have to make the argument in my mind that because worlds exists viewership for na like tournaments and broadcast matches aren't as high um, as they would be if worlds did not exist because then fans would be more 
likely to tune in because like this is the big event. Ultimately, people are looking to capture a certain number of eyeballs, right? In my mind, whatever is best for the viewership of a region is what going to drive uh, the most sales value around it. And I think because the world's narrative exists and because it fits into the whole ecosystem, uh, that NA viewership is higher as opposed to like if it was just all regionalized and we had no global final. So I can, yeah, I agree with you for like most of it. I, the only place where I slightly disagree is that I think the emphasis that Riot puts on worlds and the Mm. emphasis that they put on that brand makes it so that the others aren't at all very interesting. And like, they don't do anything like you could even do regional flares in the client for the three months in the off season or something like that for the winners. Are you saying for Riot's ability to get sponsors for NALCS finals or EU LCS finals in particular, or are you saying for regions ability to monetize? Um, well, it would absolutely impact the finals in particular, but I believe that that it might have enough impact to actually affect the rest as well. Because, mm. And the reason I say that is because if they were to do something that actually made those finals impactful, um, like some kind of flare in the client for a couple of months or something like that, it would also make those franchises more uh, valuable and it would make those franchises something that could more easily sell. So I guess that wouldn't directly influence Riot. You know, those sponsors may not appro- approach Riot directly unless I don't know the details of those franchise deals. But, but then is I, your... I don't go think... ahead. <laughs> All three of us just said, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think an outside sponsor is going to not see. TL in the league client at being the NALCS champions and then decide that they're not worth sponsoring or that the NALCS is not worth sponsoring them. So conversely, I can tell you that when I've talked to sponsors before, sponsors get really excited when their team qualifies. Like if we're we're now talking about the team thing, but I I can just pretty easily dispense with that because I can tell you that teams get real or sponsors get really excited whenever their teams are going to worlds because Mm -hmm. there's like a ton of cool stuff that they get to do around that. Um, You know, like, uh, Team Liquid is selling a special Worlds jersey with like sponsor logos on that. How exciting for the sponsor that like now people are buying this. Right, like they they get to do extra content around it. Like uh, whenever um, what was it, Rift Rivals or MSI? One of the two. Um, I think it was Monster who sponsors both Fnatic and TL. Did yeah. a like reckless and double if sit down content piece. Like those there are those are just really yeah. cool moments that like yes they yeah. could do stuff around finals, but having all this extra stuff. So from a team perspective, it's not there. I, I honestly think that like this mascot mastercard deal is probably more meaningful in a lot of ways than anything that could happen um, in North America alone. Um, and so I just, I disagree with the idea that like you're losing out on North American sponsors at a higher level than you're gaining from like world sponsorship. Yeah, and it sounds like Wayward 2, in talking to you further, maybe you think as well that you just feel, not necessarily that, and I could, please correct me if I'm wrong, um, but as we're talking about it, not necessarily that Worlds is what's holding other stuff back, but that Riot is just not giving enough credence or attention or validation to winning your regional final because like you know they're not doing the thing in the client like you suggested for winning or driving 
uh, enough narrative reward or story around being your regional champion. We just immediately segue into worlds, and if your team doesn't perform there, it's like for what? Yeah, they're they're so focused on the world's product that they neglect opportunities that they could give to promote their regional ones. Yeah. Okay, so I and here's go ahead, Mark. I, I don't know where you're going to go, Travis. I'm going to say, uh, I, I think I agree with what we were saying a little bit. We're like, it would be nice if more regional stuff was developed. But the problem is most of that stuff. And this is, I'm, I'm not an actual spokesperson, so I might mess up some of the terminology here. But like all that stuff needs to go through central. Like if you're going to put a skin in for the game. Yeah, I think like even if it's only a regional skin, which I don't even know if those are exist. I think they do. But even if it's only a regional skin, I still think it needs to go through central. And then like you start taking up a really large portion of bandwidth for like a skins creation team. If like or whatever it is in client stuff, like if each region then needs to have a product built out for them because League has a fuckload of regions. And it's a little unfair to be like, we're only doing it for major regions because then. Yeah, I don't know. Like you got you got to yeah. do it from from every region to make all their regions feel important. And then like suddenly you have created like instead of having one product you do one time a year, you now made like so much extra shit that like is almost unfeasible. Hey, we got to move on to the next caller, but thank you very much uh Wayward for a very thoughtful uh conversation. Yeah. It was a little hard for us to get into at first, but I think it it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You too. All right, Travis, go pull this guy that you want to have the debate with. Wait, you pull him. Why? Let me get let me get my I, ice cream real quick. Everyone's gonna hear like if I go into his channel and it gets we just check do that normal check. Uh, by the way, a ton of people came in uh, with some Twitch Prime subs. Uh, you got singed, right? Rentritz. 985 James K Polk round trip 42 Flazatron my moose is loose dark magic 39 Sherlock Holmes 10 LL Kato and Bilbo Swaggins we are uh, 16 subs away from my goal for this evening and on the show we have casual gamer king casual gamer king have you been on the show before I have not this is my first time okay you're listening to Spotify's uh, Ambra by that, Nils from what's that <laughs> That's for my daughter. That's piano music. Oh, that's really cute. Okay. Um, uh, what? I didn't know if that was like your ramp up music for this conversation. Um, where Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, cool. We've had uh, a couple of Salt Lake City, Utah people on. Okay. So what is your, your take? Because you wanted to challenge me on this and I'm, I'm happy to have a respectful, fun conversation with yeah, you. About so it. I decided to take you up on that offer to discuss um, I think that it's really not a big deal that they're casting from NA. And the main reason is because I don't think it's going to affect the quality of the stream that much. I think that one, they're really professional about it, but two, almost all of the crowd noise that you hear is specifically tailored for you to um, hear it by an audio designer. And like, even if I'm home alone watching the league I yell in really intense moments and I think the casters will do the same. And I think that um, you're just not going to notice a huge difference in the quality. And so as a result, I think it's a good thing if they can save money and still get the same quality, then why wouldn't you want to save some money? Sure. Um, 
Okay. That yeah. Hey, that's fair. I really I agree completely with the idea that like if you can get the same quality, you can save the money. Nobody notices. You should not worry about it. Um, my only concern is uh, that that kind of breaks out a little bit. The only thing I could, could see is the perception uh, that occurs whenever you know that these that the casters and the analyst desk are not at the event. I think. It's sort of like watching something live. A lot of people hate to watch VODs. I hate watching VODs. I love watching stuff live. Even though the experience is the same, the knowledge that this thing that is happening is not um, as immediate, that that sort of creates this experience in your mind that like it's less enjoyable. I worry that um, the audience will know that the casters are not there that they, when they're at the analyst desk, it's actually taking place in like a studio in LA in the middle of the night. And so I worry a little bit about that perception, but let's just set that aside for a second because maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I think time and time again, for me, I've heard multiple times where the casters have said on the broadcast on air, um, hey, Oh my gosh, you can feel the, cr- the emotion from this crowd from like literally like sitting in those arenas, you can feel the crowd shake, right? When I'm in Paris, we used to, we would do uh, like the area where the media sit is underneath the bleachers um, and you, it like shakes. It feels like there's an earthquake happening and that translates so much to the enthusiasm. Like there were moments where I would get up out of my seat and run out into the audience just to see that stuff happen. And I think that that stuff carries into the casters. And while I know that there have been one or two casters who have come out, and said that like they're not as worried about this, the league casters. Um, I think that there's been a lot more silence from a lot of the other casters. I know that at least one of the guys on the dive said that they were disappointed in the decision. And I've also seen a ton of people from other esports come out and say that they like other casters say like how disappointing this is, and that from their experience, there's like a ton of value that you derive from being at in the arena. And then setting aside the arena stuff, I actually think that there's a ton of value that the casters get from being in and around this stuff. Um, for instance, the uh, the casual conversations that the casters and the analyst desk can have backstage with the players that they reference sometimes on broadcasts, um, that's like information and context that you just don't get if they're all the way in L.A. So this is a lot of the reason that I have. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that stuff. I agree that that whether the casters will be able to be as hyped not on um not on scene will kind of have to be a wait and see moment. Um I'm not I'm not convinced. Uh, I think I think that for the live feel it'll still feel live. It'll just you know it might feel more like, you know, I'll watch league with my brother sometimes we both get really excited watching next to each other and I think that they can be just as hyped. And in the really hype moments when it's going to really matter that you want to hear the loud crowd noise and you want to get the casters really hyped, they'll, they'll be hyped. I, I do see your point that during some of the downtimes, perhaps in between games, when you might notice the crowd more in the background or they might have discussions with players off the sides, that might be impacted. But I just don't think that it will be as big of a deal as many people think that it's not the end of the world. And if they can save a bunch of money, then it's good for the health of the league. Yeah. So 
I'll set aside, or I want to get to the money thing really quickly, but really quickly, like, I think it's not even just the moments in between um, the games. Uh, and, and I know everybody knows he's my roommate. I haven't had any conversation with him about like this specific moment I'm about to bring up. Right. What, one of my favorite casting moments that I hear over and over and over again in my head is Kobe saying, and the faithful shall be rewarded whenever CLG, like it became clear that they were in three OTSM Madison square garden, 2015, like the craziest esports event I've ever been at. And his, his voice like echoing out across the arena, um, the crowd, like sort of lifting up what he was saying. Um, the, like, I think that drove him in that moment in a way. And again, it's trust me, not have this conversation uh, with him, but for me, the perceptions at least that, that, that affected him. Um, and I cannot imagine him sitting in like a cold, uh, empty studio with like one or two camera people looking at him, having that same level of energy and enthusiasm. Um, but let's say, I, I think you said like, yeah, there might be moments, but even that's still okay for me because they're sa- they'll save the money for me. It is frustrating because I don't think they needed to save the money. This is the, the funny thing that it, it, like, had they done things better, the funny thing uh, and strange thing about this conversation is that it rapidly spirals out of a dialogue around caster, um, caster enthusiasm and caster presentation at these events and like analyst desk presentation. And it becomes this other conversation about money and about Riot's ability to monetize their product. And I think for several years, they made very little effort to do that. Uh, they made a bet on BAMTech, and whether because of them or because of BAMTech, that fell through. They seemingly didn't have much of a backup for it. And so I don't think they should – if if at the end of the day they should we, – we admit that there's some sort of thing that is lost in this and that it's lost in the effort of saving money, my frustration is that we have to save this money in the first place because they could have made better decisions – um, that would have put us in a better financial situation. And now I worry that fans will suffer um, because of it. And I think, um, you know, I know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit here, but like my frustration about the caster stuff, it's kind of like the final, I don't know, was it like the icing on the cake or whatever? And a year where it feels to me that we have seen a great deal of budget cuts coming out from Riot in a year where we have seen like Overwatch League secure a ton of sponsors, uh, put on great presentations, in a year where we have seen like Fortnite find innovative ways to put on events, and it's disappointing to me to see budget cuts affect this stuff so much. And the caster stuff just feels like one of the worst ways that it's affected it. Sorry, I don't know if that's if I went like too long there. No, uh, I I get your point, and I think. I think part of me says I'll have to wait and see whether it's really noticeable. Um, I guess I just see that I think that this is kind of a natural consequence of the growth of the league. I think it's almost inevitable. Inevitable. I mean, most major things, a lot of the Olympics is cast from the U.S. There are a lot of major organizations that do most of their casting from across the world and that as league grew more and as Riot 
got a better foundation and a better studio in the U.S. and casters and the production crew got more experienced and are able to do this in a professional way that as it gets bigger that it makes sense that all but the finals and probably perhaps in the future all but the semifinals and the finals are casted not on scene and i i i just i think it's kind of a natural progression of the scene getting bigger and needing to be more smart about where you spend your money yeah i I just worry, or I just don't want this to be like the Olympics. And I don't think it needs to be, uh, is what I would say. Like, I don't think just because we've seen it in those cases be back, like, there's a lot of other ways to monetize this league um, and this world. Uh, and I, I think they could pull enough levers here in an appropriate way to come out even on this stuff or maybe even turn a profit. Uh, sorry, Mark, you were going to say something? I was going to wrap it all up. Okay. Because Mark wants to leave. It's 1030. To conclude the conversation, Casual Gamer King believes in the professional ability of the casters and broadcasting to still deliver a good product to the average viewer who, if they don't think about the overarching environment problems that Travis has brought up, will not negatively impact the broadcast that much, right? I could summarize the debate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's that. And I think, honestly, like a lot of this, just my final thing here is like if if it does affect the broadcast, if it doesn't, if it only affects it a little bit, my disappointment is that we have to save this money because of decisions right made in the past several years to get us to this point. Right. Like the, the I think the environment, like the environment concerns and all the stuff you're talking about. I don't know if environment's the right term. Habitat around the decision sucks balls. Yeah. Uh, but this was probably I, not the year to make this decision. I think you take it on the chin and then try to do it next year if you're right. going to do it. And, and a lot of this debate right now is hinging kind of on the assumption that the broadcast team is going to pull this off. No hitches, but like, I mean, imagine what fan backlash will be if there's noticeable downgrades in quality of the broadcast from not being on site, like then all this other stuff that we're supposing is going to go fine is suddenly worse. Yeah. Casual gamer King. Thank you so much for calling in. I really do appreciate your take. And by the way, I think it's a very valid one. Like if, if we don't see much of an effect on this stuff, uh, I think, you know, it, it won't be that big of a deal. Nobody will talk about it. I'll look like an idiot. And then this will just be the way it goes every year. Um, I just worry about that. So we'll see, but either way, thank you for so much for calling in. I really do appreciate it. Hey, thanks man. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. That wraps up the show. Kelby. How are you doing? What's up? I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of ice cream was that? Oh, yeah. Was that Rocky Road? No, Ben and Jerry's fish food, which is my personal favorite. What's in fish food? Fish food is chocolate ice cream with gooey marshmallow swirls, caramel swirls, and fudge fish. Yum. It's delicious. We should have done Ben and Jerry. Let's do Ben and Jerry's right now. So we got we got two minutes. Just give me two minutes, Calby. How would you pitch Ben and Jerry's on esports? You like, like selling to shit to fat like people. To- we got fat people. All right, and that's go. not. Well, that's definitely not it. Oh, okay. All right, let's just take a step back. Pretend that didn't happen, Calby. How do you sell? Uh, Ben and Jerry's to esports. Travis, this is an exercise in futility. 
I'd prefer that I not spend my time thinking or caring about this. I'd like to do my shout outs and get ready mentally for Travis and Kelby to Total War Warhammer 2 co-op campaign Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wow, not really. Hey, I think uh, World's Viewing uh, Rewards are great, by the way. A bunch of people are complaining about it or saying they want it for like the other oh, things. Oh, we didn't even done. talk about it. I think it's it really good. Out. I just want to say it. I don't know. Kelby, you have any thoughts? No, I'm married. What? Mark? Get it? <laughs> oh, I get it now. Uh, I'm going to be staying up really late for a while. Um, and I'm looking forward to being nocturnal. What's your and favorite that's... monster energy to help you stay awake late at night, Mark? I thought I had it on me. I like the zero calorie orange one, whatever the fuck that's called. Oh, Ultra Sunrise. Is that what it's called? Yes, it is. I don't like it anymore. The orange one. No, there goes our monster sponsorship. Kelvin, any shouts, plugs, anything you want to say here at the end? Yeah, sure. I would just like to say you know that Travis and I talk a lot about Total War Warhammer 2. Today is the birth date of the best Total War Warhammer 2 streamer on Twitch. His name is Fenron Jenkins. We've talked about him a couple times. He turns 28. He's he's a super, super nice guy. He doesn't get a ton of viewership. Do you want his age out there? It is out there now. Uh, is he, he's a super super nice guy. His channel doesn't get like crazy viewership. Usually he's like at max between like 100 and 150 or something. So like his channel has a really cool like community feel. He engages with the chat a lot. If you have any interest in the game or if you're a Total War player like us, then I would highly recommend that you check him out. He answers questions. He's super responsive. I've generally found over time, even though oh man. I actually almost did a leak on my work thing um, uh, that I'm actually trending more and more towards watching like smaller broadcasters in their communities because I like the engagement that comes around those channels as opposed to like I'm watching Ninja or I'm watching Shroud for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, there's there's like it's just like eat like the spam in the chat is just like, what is this thing? Why does it even exist? You know what I mean? Um, like it's it's not something that I personally get gratification out of. Uh, but I think that Fenron is a super, super great smaller broadcaster. I want him. I think he deserves a lot more success. It's tough because he's in a rather niche game. But uh, if you're interested, I would recommend checking him out. Twitch.tv forward slash Fenron Jenkins. Mark, if you guys want to watch another streamer who doesn't have that many viewers, check out this guy, the Mark Z. Uh, he's also, <laughs> unlike Fenron, not interactive when you show up in his stream. He's usually just, it seems like he forgot and it somehow it turned on. Uh, that's about the level of interaction you would expect as if someone was unaware that they were streaming. Uh, he's not a cool guy. He's very grouchy, uh, but you should watch him once a month. It's my turn. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Riot for their viewership reward program. Assuming it works out well. I think this is a great thing that they've announced. Uh, I think it's really easy for me to spend a ton of time criticizing them for their missteps, and it's hard sometimes to just like give them the pat on the back whenever they do something right. But this seems like it's going to be really cool. I'm excited to see how it goes, um, and it's the type of thing that I was worried would be gone when the Bamtech deal went away because it felt like that was where they were going to put the technological stuff in. Um, but I'm excited to see how that works out and what it does for 
viewership and engagement and all that stuff. I see it in a lot of other esports, so that's great. So shout out to Riot. Also, shout out to our sponsor for the show, your Twitch Prime sub. That's right. You, you might be watching this. You hover over the screen with your cursor, and it'll tell you. If you've got a Twitch Prime sub, you can send it my way. We are uh, 14 subs out from my um, thing. I, I got I got still got to pay Mark, and I we don't have a sponsor for the show, so that's uh, you guys can help me out with that. My um, rate's not going down with the lack of a sponsor. I'm still making Travis pay me every goddamn cent. Yeah, that was an uncomfortable conversation we had earlier, but we had it, and we agreed. And Mark is here. Um, <laughs> We were going to think that that's that was true. Um, either way, and I'm uh, the only one who's here for the passion. Yeah, that's true. Kelby, Kelby lacks attention. Yeah, Kelby's here because it's the only thing. It's the single strand of relevance he's hanging on to since he left CLG. That was a long time ago. Yeah, well, I'm barely holding on. I've kept you. I've kept you alive this whole whole time, Kelby. Wrap the show, it's, Travis. Let me. I'm out. like I'm like fucking FlyQuest, just like please don't. Forget you can check out the rest of our coverage of all things esports right here on Hotline League episode. On 